Blog Talk Radio. that I really enjoyed in that game, some things that I didn't enjoy. Um, but um, the season has kicked off. All teams have played one game in our league. Uh, it's going to open up the transaction page. Everybody will be seeing what's going on um, as far as the teams are concerned and signings. That was one of the big questions. Why is it not being done? And it is now going to be done. I'm not going to get into the reason why. It's just that's the way – uh, Champions Indoor Football has chosen to do it, and that's just the way we did it, um, as controlling the transaction page. That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. It is Sunday morning. It is that being said, and we are off and running in the crazy time. Not only do you have what's going on, college basketball, and I want to talk a little bit about this. I know we just didn't do it. Just this past week, but my anger level, and plus it was, I don't think when we went on air that the teams were selected. And I didn't get an opportunity to go on record the saying that Oklahoma State got screwed by not being in this uh, in this tournament. Now, they're in the NIT having success over there. In fact, they play a little bit later on tonight, 7 o'clock. I'm going to watch that one. So we're on ESPN3. Uh, and why, why? Why is this such a big deal? Well, Sonny Clark called the uh, high school basketball team like Jeffrey Carroll. He is the, one of the stars of that team. Um, and I called those games uh, that he, you know, right there in high school, his senior year. was um, it, it was a great season for me as I was getting back into uh, calling uh, the sports, calling the things that we do uh, week in and week out. And it's really kind of started with, the Rowlett Eagles, and it really started with Jeffrey Carroll and the fact that this young man over here at Oklahoma State has really, really done a great job. Now, their records are not impressive, but who they beat and then the fact that Oklahoma got in. By the way, you know, Oklahoma State didn't beat them once, just didn't beat them twice. They beat them three times, okay? And, and Oklahoma State not being in. Not only that, they beat Virginia Tech as well. So there were a lot of things going on regarding the fact that Oklahoma State not getting into the tournament that ticked Sonny off. And the main reason probably wouldn't have even gave it a second thought more so unless Jeffrey Carroll was there. I got to watch that young man play as a uh, high school senior and saw him really, really help his squad to be the best that they could be and uh, did a great job here in Rowlett. 
Uh, so that being said, lots of crazy news. And, and then, of course, you had the tip-off of the actual tournament. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff. And Cuervo, I think, wants to chime in on a number 16 beating a number one. I know he wants that. So we're going to be talking about that. But it's really all about the NFL. Well, I mean, we're going to spend some time on the tournament. Don't get me wrong. We're going to spend some time there. That having been said, we're also going to be jumping big time in the, in, in the NFL because of the impact of some of the signings that had happened this uh, this week. The signings for some of the teams and the fact that some teams haven't done squat. And, and we'll, we're going to talk about that because teams not doing what they need to do in order to get better is it, it should I'm going to tell you, I think teams really have lost their minds. And one one team that needs some help and really, as far as I heard, hadn't done a lot, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where are those, where are those guys in, in free agent signings? Excuse me while I take a little medicine and, take, and drink a little coffee. But uh, why, for what reason, I don't know. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not done anything uh, as far as grabbing up a big-time player for that squad. They should be embarrassed, actually. And that season that they had, they should have been coming off something big, but they hadn't. So, you know, you think about it. Now, Ben Curry, you know, the signing on that, I'm all for it. Deshaun Kaiser is that a big signing? I, you know, Mike Evans, you know, needs some help. But really, Deshaun Kaiser, that's it? Come on, you guys have got to pick it up, Tampa Bay. So lots of things, and we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff here today. But uh, I want to get back and uh, go what I usually do and tell Cuervo you know, he is usually fashionably late, probably getting the high and tight and running a little bit late from coming back from that. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about my league champions, Indoor Football, Director of Operations, with some great games last night. I attended one. It um, wasn't as great as some of the other games that happened. And then there's a contest today. And, folks, just so that you know, you have an opportunity. I mean, you think football season's over, right? Great. You, and now, granted, I'm not going to say that this league is right there with the NFL, but if you think football season's over, you're just not paying attention. First of all, you don't know me. And second of all, you're just not paying attention. But let's go back to the games that happened already. There's one game on slate here for today for Champions Indoor Football. But going back to Friday night, as far as the game was concerned, this was one of those good ones I was talking about. And uh, the Wichita, or mark that, the Omaha Beef took on the Kansas City Famine, Kansas City at their home field for the first time. Uh, the Beef has been out there, and they played a couple games. We'll talk about the standings and everything as well. But a big game there as the Omaha Beef and the Kansas City Phantom went at it. And loved what I saw in this game as far as, you know, I, I, there's a saying that I put out as far as indoor football is concerned is you, you don't leave the game too early. 
don't don't do that because if you leave a game too early, you just might miss something. And that this game was that key definition because the Omaha Beef are a good football team. Uh, it put together. Uh, Mike Bonner had to step in last minute as the head coach of this uh, football team after the the dismissal of uh, Victor Mann. So Mike Bonner comes in and he goes and does what he is doing right now. The Omaha Beef jumped out really quick in the first quarter, fourteen to seven, and actually even had it up to one point before the score got crazy. Crazy. Uh, started off seven nothing the beef. Kansas City got right back into it immediately. Now the Kansas City Phantoms had the ball on their first drive and right near the end zone, Donovan Portier throws a interception. So Omaha Beef takes over the ball. They drive it down, get the touchdown. Kansas City answers uh with it and then Omaha gets it again. Then Kansas City answers. Then Omaha scores again. And guess what? Kansas City answers. Then Omaha gets the ball. And then Kansas City doesn't answer. So that was huge. And then they uh, Beef were unable to, to get more points after they had the opportunity. And then before you know it, just, you know, at halftime, we're sitting at a 35-35 tie until the Omaha Beef kick a uh, – Get or get the touchdown and take a seven point lead, and then another touchdown by the uh by the beef, and then Kansas City comes back, they're down by seven, and this one kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, we can take this back to the game in the game of indoor football within champions indoor football. If a player on a kickoff is tackled in the end zone. A team gets a rouge. That's what it's called. It's called a rouge. They tackle in the end zone, and they get one point for it. And guess what? Kansas City was able to get that rouge, and that, in reality, came back and helped them win this game. So it comes down to one-point rouge within this, this league. And Kansas City, you know, slips out and gets the victory 62-61. to 61. So, a rouge point. Final play of the game. Andre Taylor gets in there and gets the rouge point and seals the deal for the Kansas City Phantom. Now, you guys can go back and check this game out if you want. You want to go back and watch some of the games, you can. Go over to gocif.net uh, go and go up to watch CIF. Uh, the games that are not on Pluto TV, the uh, standard definition games will be right there. Um, we got the senior definition game going on, the Quad City uh, Steam Wheelers. They are taking on the Sioux City Bandits. That's in standard definition. They'll be over over on uh, gocif.net over in the standard definition site. You click on gocif, and if you want to see the earlier games, you click previous on the menu, and I'll take you back to the games that happened yesterday. But this one was good. Lots of good stuff um, as far as the game was concerned. That was Friday night. A fun game to watch and it, it, underneath Friday uh, indoor lights. I love it. It was great. Then, 
three games on tap all on Pluto TV. If you don't have the app, go grab it. It's First of all, it's free. Second of all, if you don't watch Champions Indoor Football, you can start watching this for free. It's like a, uh, it has a guide just like your um, cable, and it's live TV, um, and you can then. Now, granted, once you figure out how to record it, that'd be great. Um, but you can watch live TV. It's got news. It's got comedy. It's got sports. It's got all kinds of stuff. So uh, if you get the opportunity, do that. And Champions Indoor Football is on there for the stadiums that do have the high-definition standards uh, running through the system. Most of the teams will be on it this year after they get everything they need uh, to get back up onto the full high-definition. We'll check that out. Hopefully, all the teams will be there. Um, but the Dallas Marshals, they went in, and they took on the Amarillo Venom, and the Amarillo Venom got a 20-point victory uh, at home, their first game of the season. The Marshals, uh, this was their third game of the season. They dropped a 1-2. Um, and the Venom get a 62-42 victory. Then the Bucks go on the road. They take on the Salina Liberty, a good game as well. I was watching these games as, you know, as the Venom started off at 6 o'clock, so I started watching that game. And then at 6.30, the kickoff for the Bucks happened against the Liberty, so I was switching back and forth. The Revolution had a little late start, but they got going. And then that game, which is the game I attended, the Duke City Gladiators, their first game of the season, got a victory against the Texas Revolution in Texas in their new stadium, the Dr. Pepper Center, uh, or the Dr. Pepper Arena over in Frisco. So lots of good stuff. And I was in, in attendance at that game last night. So some good stuff going on right there. So the fact of the matter is here we are. And, and champions indoor football. Again, folks, if you think the football season's over and the only thing that you can sit and do, which is what we're going to do, is watch, you know, just who's going to sign where, you can actually watch live football over on Pluto TV as well as our standard definition channel on champions indoor football's website, www.gocif.net. So, excuse me while I have a little coffee. But uh, that that game was, uh, and I'll break it. I'm not going to break a lot of it down. I just wanted to talk about the fantasy, uh, the Phantoms and the Beef game because uh, Rouge, the game ends on a Rouge, fantastic. And those that don't know Rouge is when a player gets tackled in the end zone, you don't get to take it out to the five or the twenty because the twenty it's a fifty yard football field. But the other team gets a Rouge, and that's how that game was won. Amazing. Good stuff there. Um, and, and the Marshals uh, taking the loss by 20. That was, a, that was a hit. The Liberty and the Bucks. you know, the Liberty started out and got out of the gate, and the Bucks got back into it. But the Liberty then uh, slipped away, and the Duke City Gladiators really had the Texas Revolution in their own hands. So it, was, it wasn't that, that game as far as – the Texas Revolution just couldn't get a quarterback was on the ground a lot in that game for the Texas Revolution. The defensive line for that uh, football team for the Duke City Gladiators, I'm going to tell you right now, that line is pretty impressive. Uh, so teams in the South got to be ready for that team as they move forward. And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why is on one end you got a guy that uh, you know, he went over and played over in China in the AFL. Uh, now he's back within our league. I'm talking about Matt Moss. 
and then Brett Bowers. That guy was monster on the other side. So Bowers on the right, Moss on the left. But I mean, if you're looking, if you're looking at it at the quarterback, Moss was coming from the right, and uh, Bowers on the left. And I was talking to coach, uh, um, coach uh, before the game for the Duke City Gladiators, uh, Belmonte, and uh, he he said that line that line's going to be big, and it is. It's going to be big for that football team. Uh, the offense was a little, you know, a little, you know, sluggish, but you know, Caleb Holcomb. Coming back, just getting new, finding, trying to figure out where his wide receivers are going to be and things of that sort. So that you know, Caleb Hogan going to put it together. Last year played for the Bloomington Edge, and now he is down there playing for the Duke City Gladiators. So uh, good stuff there. A good uh, night of football last night, and then Friday, you know, Friday indoor underneath the indoor football lights, and then uh, today three thirty. Quad Cities and the Seam Wheelers. They take on the Sioux City Bandits. That game kicks off at 335. You can catch it on standard definition on the Go CIF website. Click CIF TV and you'll see that game. Do you want to see the games before that? Click the previous button and you'll see what's going on there. So uh, that was that was my enjoyment last night. I got to go to a game and if there's a game in the area. Um, I will go to it, and um, whether it be the Texas Revolution, Dallas Marshalls, I am going to make a trip over to uh, the um, Amarillo facility sometime this year. I'm going to hop a Greyhound. It's like 17 bucks or something stupidly cheap. Uh, so I'm going to go check that out and uh, check out the Amarillo Venom this year. Um, and uh, so that should be exciting for me as I uh, hit the road. Uh, as far as that's concerned, and no, it's not going to be this Saturday when the Revolution go up there and they take on the Venom. It's not going to be that game. It's going to be a little bit later on in the season. Um, so watch out for that. I'm going to enjoy that. I haven't been over to the Amarillo uh, uh, facility at all, so that that's going to be new for me. Um, I'm kind of aiming to maybe catch that game, you know, a, a game over as far as the Venom are concerned, a little bit late in uh, sometime in April. Catch out that. So not sure what's one yet. So but I'm going to go check that out. So that gives you a quick report on what's going on in Champions Indoor Football. Not going to dive deep into a lot of it. Uh, obviously, my position. I'm just giving you some information. But that having been said, of course, that is the. Uh, name of the show. Let's go to the standings uh, as far as the uh, Champions Indoor Football. In the north, the Salina Liberty, they are... I don't think this has been updated. I don't think this has been updated. I'm taking a look as far as this is concerned. I don't think it's been updated. Uh, because I'm only showing one team playing three games, and I'm almost I'm almost sure. But well, let's just go with the standings. Uh, what's on the website? Uh, uh, Salina Liberty one and one, Bismarck one and one, Kansas City one and one, Omaha Beef one and one. I think these are now that I look at it. I think they are updated. So, um, yeah, here it is. I, I knew this was wrong. I was looking at the conference. Overall, here it is, Salina Liberty. Salina Liberty, 2-1. They lead the North right now. 
the Bismarck Bucks, one and one, Kansas City, one and one, and Omaha Beef are one and one. And then the Quad City and uh, Sioux City, they haven't played a game, but they take on each other tonight. Uh, so one of those teams will be 1-0, and, and the other one, of course, 0-1. In the South, overall, here we go. The Amarillo Venom, 1-0, and, and Duke City, 1-0. Wichita Force, 1-1. One one. Dallas Marshalls, 1-2. Texas Revolution, defending champions, they are 0-2 on the season. So uh, that is the standings in champions indoor football. So that having been said, that's where we are. And it's just what we do here until, until – we get the king of the high and tight in and ready to go. He has made it to us. We'll kick it out in case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. It is Cuervo on a Sunday morning. Just going over a little bit of champions indoor football before the king of the high and tight joins us. How you doing, Cuervo? Good morning. Good morning to you, Sonny. How are you, my friend? Any night of indoor football for me is a great night. So I woke up, you know, and I actually got eight hours of sleep, which is amazing in itself. Um, after Usually after a night of indoor football, I get about four or five hours of sleep, but I cranked the full eight hours, so I'm ready to rock and roll this morning. Yeah, somebody sounds like they're they're well-rested and uh, ready ready for a good show today. I am. I'm ready for a good show, big time. And I got some special audio that we're going to bring in as soon as it loads up on, uh, because there's some issues that I want to talk about. So I brought uh, some some audio, uh, a classic Sunny Clark audio that I think you'll enjoy. Um, so we're going to do that. We got we got tournament going on, and obviously the craziness that is the NFL offseason free agency, and I, you know, I'll just go ahead and do this Cuervo as we get started and that you are here. Um, let's find the button. There it is. Let's start off. Let's start off with what I know you want to talk about, Cuervo, and that is college basketball number 16 and uh, uh, number 16 and number one go head-to-head, and the number 16 team comes out first time it's ever happened, and I know I, I got the I got the ding from you that you were, you know, it, crazy amazing for you to see that going on. You were, you were quite shocked that that ended up happening. Well, I think me and about, you know, 10 million other people were shocked, Sonny. I mean, you know, we, we hear the stat every year come tournament time, but the number one seeds are 100 and whatever and O against 16 seeds. Well, uh, that that's no longer an O. So that's 136 and O at the time. Yeah. So now it's what 139 and one because the other three uh, one seeds, I'm assuming, won their game. So yeah. Uh, so yep. Yep. You're right. It's it it just and here's the thing too, Sonny. So not only did the 16 seed win, Virginia, well Virginia being the number one seed that lost. First of all, they're the overall number one seed. They were number one team in the nation, the number one team in the nation, and they and they lose. And not only did they lose, they got but blown. they got blown out. out by 20 points. I can understand buzzer beater happens bad turnover, whatever, and, and you lose the game. They got blown out in this game. 
that that has got to be one of the most embarrassing things that can happen to you as a head coach in college basketball. And, I mean, a lot of people are going to say he should get fired for it. I don't think he's going to get fired. But, man, you're going to be known for the rest of your coaching career, for the rest of your life, as the guy that lost to the 16th seed in the tournament. That's who he's going to be known as for the rest of his career. Yep. And, and never forgotten, you're absolutely right. And that's, you know, you, you, you think about it, but, you know, I, I, so are, are you impressed with the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that you had the number 16 team go on? Are you impressed with the number 16 team going ahead and getting this victory? You said, what does it mean? No, are you impressed? That's what are you impressed oh. that number sixteen team could beat the number one overall seed in the tournament? Well, I mean, how can you not be? I mean, you know, you, this is the prime example, Sonny, of of a team. Uh, I don't know if it's so much that the sixteen uh, was it was it UMBC or whatever they're called, um, the Golden Retrievers, Air Bud team, Air Bud was. You know, I don't know if it was more that they were just that focused and that prepared and that determined. I don't know if it's more of that or it's this is the prime example of a, a team that knows they're superior to another but does not uh, go out there and execute and they take advantage and, and they take the situation for granted that, oh, yeah, we don't have to play hard. We, we'll beat these guys by 40. Well, mm-hmm. here you go. This is the prime example of you cannot underestimate your opponent, no matter how much better you you are, because they they are, they are better. If they played this game a hundred more times, Sonny, Virginia is going to win the other ninety nine. Okay, we'll just we'll just put it that way. But this was the one hundredth situation where Virginia felt like they were that they didn't have to play, and and they they underestimated their opponent. And so it's just, it, it's, I, the, I can't get over, what I can't get over is the fact that they lost by 20 points. They got blown out by 20 points. That, that to me is the most shocking thing of the whole, whole thing. So you, you can't lose to a 16 C by 20 points. That, that's just ridiculous. So. That that is that, that that number twenty is is kind of like I guess if we want to just say it the bitch slap of the whole thing. I mean in reality, I mean it, it's one thing to lose a game at a buzzer beater against the team that you're really not supposed to be sharing the court with. Okay, and if you go by that estimate, you're in reality UNBC. Uh, should, I mean being in the tournament, but first of all, before Oklahoma State is is a disgrace anyway. But I won't even go there. Um, as far as the simple fact, but, you know, we keep talking about, I mean, I don't know, Quavo, I don't know if you remember some of the conversations that we've talked about in the past on this show about the tournament and how that the gap from, you know, maybe five to six years ago, how it's really closing in, in even with the number 16 number, Quervo. I mean, think about it. Five years, six years ago, I mean, you wouldn't even be talking about, you know, this game. I mean, this this would uh, blow out. Virginia should, would blow them right out. 
but we're just seeing basketball teams get so much better. So the gap between the number one and number 16 is definitely closed a little bit. So I'll be honest with you, Cuervo. First of all, I I don't know. I'm not that shocked. You know, I'm shocked they lost by 20, but I'm not shocked that they lost. Um, And am I impressed? with the number 16 UNBC, you know, golden retrievers. I, no, I'm not. I mean, because if you believe the hype, if you believe what everybody's talking about, go back to how about uh-huh. this, is, this was going to happen sooner or later. Now, granted, 132 times before that, it didn't happen. But I, I have to admit, I'm ho-hum about it. Now, if you did it ruin everybody's bracket, Cuervo. I don't think there's anybody that had the golden retrievers unless they had a golden retriever fan to beat this, and they might still be alive, but the rest of their brackets are completely crapped out as, as well. So I'm not impressed well, there. Actually, because if, if, you pick, if you pick the UNBC uh, uh, game, okay, uh, you honestly think that they were going to win that game, I don't trust your judgment on any other game within this tournament. Well, you'll, you'll be surprised to find, Sonny, that out of the however many million – brackets on ESPN that were filled out, there's still about, there was about 300 and some odd, close to 400 that actually picked this game, believe it or not. So, if you're part of yeah, that point zero 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 one percent congratulations. And what does the rest of their bracket look like? I mean, it probably has got so many holes in it, well, they, it's unbelievable. <laughs> But they probably have, they probably have like some twelve seed winning it all. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, their 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 bracket is probably going to be destroyed, you know, by by the end of today. So, um, well, I, I the number one rank. I, I got it right in front of me, Cuervo. I got the ESPN number one rank bracket is R Star Junior eighteen. So something tells me this is an 18-year-old, uh, but that haven't been said. Uh, he, he did pick UNBC and, uh, to get to the next round to meet Kansas State, and Kansas State's going to beat him. Now, he's got a pretty good ra- you know, bracket going on there. No, mark, mark that. He has – the number one guy had it, so I take that back. So he had it. Um, so, you know, but I, I would love to see – someone in the top rankings of this whole thing if they had them. So I'm looking at, just and just to let you know, there's only one guy is on top in the CSP in bracket. That's the guy I just mentioned. He didn't pick the Golden Retrievers, by the way. Um, so, but there are, um, here it is. There's like, there's like 20 other guys that have, uh, that, that picked, and I'm, I'm just going through them right now. And none of them in the top two had this game, the Golden Retrievers. So, you know, it, it's you know, it, I think it, okay. it is kind of what it is. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I misread something. Then I thought it said that there were still about three hundred and some odd perfect brackets in in the ESPN Challenge or whatever. No. No, you must have misread something. I'm looking right at it, and the guy that's on top, the number one ranking, uh, he missed that U, uh, UVA game. Um, and uh, I think that uh, – and he missed the Wichita State. 
game. It's only one team missed in the uh, first two rounds. He even had Loyola Chicago uh, winning. And, in fact, he actually has Loyola uh, beating Tennessee as well. So, you know, he had a really good bracket up to that point. And what's this guy's name? Uh, this guy is, yeah, our, you know, our, our star 18. So he has a pretty good bracket. He's only lost three three games or two games in the whole tournament up until today. He, he might take a uh-huh. couple of hits here today uh, later on today. So he might be a little bit sore. But he can actually sit up on top and say, yes, he does it. And it looks like he has Butler winning it all. So, um, Ed, or mark that. Who is this? Um it is a bulldog. So who is who's one of the guys that, uh, that he has? No, he has Butler winning it all. That's who it is. That's what I thought it was. So, um, mm-hmm. okay. no, mark that. No, no, no. Is Villanova a bulldog? I don't even know. Is Gonzaga a, a bulldog? Yes. I don't yes, even know. They are. All right, so he's got Gonzaga, but he also has but he also has Butler in the. Uh, looks like he has Butler in the. Let's see here. Boom, boom. He's got Butler in the final four. So there it is. So I'm just looking at his his bracket. So, but by the way, just to let you also know, uh, did did you get on uh, uh, Tarvin's? Um, did you get on his uh, ESPN one or no? I did not. No, I okay. haven't filled any brackets out this year. Well, I'll just let you know that I am second in Tarvin's uh, Tarvin's and. I am am my ranking in the national. I am ranked. You ready for this, Cuervo? I'm ranked one millionth three hundred and sixty-three thousand ninety-fourth in the whole thing. So you know, and uh, hey, and out of uh, from what this thing is saying, it's over twelve million in there. I'm doing pretty good. That's top ten percent, my friend. That's not bad. Hey man, I've done something, and and of course, I my bracket uh, name is. Sonny, I have no clue. I have no Rack. clue. I remember. <laughs> I, I, I I don't have I don't have a clue. And now I did I picked uh, Oklahoma State to lose because, or Oklahoma to lose because I was see this is the the logic Sonny Clark uses. Okay, uh, I picked o- Oklahoma to lose because they screwed Oklahoma State and it just happened to happen. So that that well, was one of my. They're an overrated on. team, anyways. That Oklahoma's overrated. I mean, what, Trey what they Young. Lose, they lost uh, fourteen of their last sixteen uh, going into right. this tournament. So That's why you know, were I, mad I, that they made it. Yeah, I was. I was torqued. You know, because because my boy Jeffrey Carroll. You know, I called this high school basketball uh, team. He's the leader of the Oklahoma State. Much by the way, he's on tonight at seven o'clock in the NIT. I'll be watching that. Um, so. Um, over on ESPN three, by the way, um, but no, mm-hmm. I, I had a couple upset picks that I uh, that I was correct on, and then I had a couple uh, that were you know regulars that I thought would have should have won uh, based upon the rankings. Uh, but I got Xavier winning it all. I've always been a Xavier fan, by the way, for the last six years. I've had them in the Final Four. They improved a lot this year. They play. They have played a lot more than better than oh, they used. Oh. Uh, they have. In the last couple of years, so, so, but who do you have winning it all? Now that you know, you know, who did you have winning it all uh, when you started this? When you when you saw the tournament? Let's see if I lost Cuervo. I did. I lost him for a moment. So, lost Cuervo. I'll keep my eye out for him. 
uh, and we'll ask him who is on there. So that having been said, we're uh, toward the first break of the show. We're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll get Cuervo back in here, and um, and we will talk a little bit more about what's going on as far as the brackets, some of the scores, some of the things. Were, were you impressed? Were you not? I'm not impressed by number 16 over number one. Just not. Don't care. I'll complete that thought when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. With that being said, it's our Sunday morning tradition. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-Star HVAC Contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yep, it is fresh. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice at your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. 
At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is the Sunny Sports, hardest working man in sports radio. Alongside Square Mode, joining us back here. We lost the sport just a moment. I want to get back just really quick and talk a little bit about, I'm just not impressed. I, you know, and maybe it's me. Maybe I'm hard to impress. I don't know. But like I said, the gap between these teams now, between number one and number... I mean, because, I mean, we've heard a lot about the number twos losing to the number 15s. I mean, we've seen that at, you know, I think eight or ten times. So, you know, so that number, you know, you know, it, it, I guess, I, I mean, granted, I guess it's history. It's the first time it happened. Uh, but, Cuervo, I'm just, I'm just not impressed. And, and, frankly, more than the fact I maybe it's because I don't care. Because really, when it gets down to it, I am all about Elite Eight. I mean, you can get to the Sweet 16. And if you're a Cinderella story and you make it to the Sweet 16, those are great stories. But I have to be honest, you know, upsets are going to happen. I mean, you know, how many basketball games happened in the first round, Cuervo? So you look at it, it's just really simple. you got 32 games going on. There's bound to be an upset here or there. This time, just history happened. I'm not very much impressed of it, but um, I did have Buffalo. This was one of my other picks. I did have Buffalo beating Arizona, and I think because of the -the off-the-court crap that happened there was a big reason why that happened more so. But we talk about number four against number 13. That gap, not very much, Cuervo. So picking that on a fly – I just went with gut and what's going on with Arizona. You think the things that are happening with that program right now affected what happened when they took on Buffalo? 100%. Absolutely, Sonny. It had everything to do with what's been going on off the field. And, and, you know, I'm, that's why I'm, I don't know how many people picked that game, but if I was doing a bracket, I, I definitely would have strongly considered taking Buffalo. Um, at the end of it, and that, I'm, I probably would have won Arizona anyways just because they're more talented, but it, it does make a lot of sense as to why people pick Buffalo. So good good, uh, good pick on that one, Sonny. I know you're, you're like you said, you're number two in Tarvin's pool. But, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm tied you know, you're with four other people, stuff. but I'm still there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to it. I'm, I'm tied with four other people, but I, I'm going to hold on to it. Um, by the way, who did you have uh, I mean, to, to win the whole thing? And as far as it was concerned, even though you didn't fill out a bracket, I'm sure you had an idea who thought who you thought were going to win this thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, Virginia was the popular pick. Um, but believe it or not, Sonny, I mean, <clears throat> great minds think alike, as we always say. And, and <clears throat> I haven't watched a lot of college basketball, but I do know that ex- 
that Xavier's a pretty good defensive team, and, and normally yes, that's they are. the route that I go when when I do pick my uh, winner. Uh, as long as as long as I mean, if if North Carolina is is looking strong, then I nor- I normally go with my heart because I have nothing to lose anyways. But right, um, I know North Carolina has struggled, you know, a little bit this year so far. So I didn't want to just be a homer and take the Tar Heels, but. But I know Xavier is a pretty good defensive team. Um, between them and I, I would say probably, uh, you know, Villanova's pretty looking pretty good too. So um, those were the the top two that that I could see winning this whole thing. Definitely, yeah. And I like Xavier, and mainly I've been watching them in the tournament. Now, listen, guys. The reason why Sonny Clark calls it, I have no clue is because I very rarely watch college basketball. This year, I watched a lot of college basketball, um, but mostly I was watching Oklahoma State and watching some of the other uh, teams that Rowlett Eagles have made their way to. So, but, uh, so, but this year, I watched a lot. I've been listening to a lot, listening to a lot of things that were going on. And I, I've always been a Xavier fan um, as far as what they can do out on the basketball court this year. Even last year, they were good defensively, Cuervo. They got better this year defensively, which was one of the things I really thought because the team sometimes is hot and cold on the offensive side, uh, but if they were able to put it together and play consistently along with that defense is the reason why I picked them. So I had a little clue this time, but really um, as far as knowing all of the 36 teams in this thing, I, I, I know maybe six. Um, uh, very well compared to a lot of other people that are doing it. Of course, that's the reason why I call it that I have no clue uh, because I really don't. So um, pretty much right there um, where we are. Um, Also, uh, Virginia lost their best player to injury. Um, So that was one of the big reasons uh, people are talking about whether or not Virginia would have got that win or not. That was a huge loss there. So, um, and Todd uh, says that he likes Carolina to repeat. Um, North Carolina, I'm assuming, is what he's talking about. And they got a victory over Liscomb, 84 to 66. And they take on Texas A&M, which, by the way, um, played uh, very well. Watch the uh, the highlights of that game, and they 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 stuck it to uh, Providence in the first round, 73 to 69. So uh, UNC takes on a tough. Texas A&M team, Texas A&M ranked number seven, uh, North Carolina ranked number two in their, uh, in the West, uh, in the West bracket. So uh, look out for that. What do you think of Gonzaga? I've been hearing a lot about Gonzaga and I don't know what your opinion of them are. I've always saw Gonzaga being that team that can make the sweet 16 and sometimes even the elite eight. Um, but not necessarily making it all the way. I got them in the Sweet 16 until they meet up with Xavier. I think they dropped their Xavier on March 22nd. Yeah, Sonny, well, I mean, you know, last year, last year, Gonzaga, it, it, it looked like it was going to finally pay off all those heartbreaks, you know, making it to the, to the championship game, uh, but then they lost to uh, North Carolina. But you know, I, I yeah, it, it, they are one of those teams where you, you, it, it's almost like Georgia in football, where you know they they they're top five, 
sometimes top 10 throughout the, you know, throughout the season in college football. And, and then when it finally comes down to winning the SEC championship game or, or, you know, the bowl game or whatever the case may be, it's just the, and the big games, they can't come through. And that's Gonzaga when it comes to in the NCAA yep. tournament. They just, they, the big games, they can't, they don't seem to win them. So, um, you know, I think this year it goes back to that. Um, I don't. I don't see them getting back to the national championship or even the final four. Uh, yeah. So Gonzaga's. Gonna, I think Xavier's going to get them. I think Xavier's going to yeah. get them on March twenty second. Uh, that's who I got them going down. Uh, Xavier takes on Florida State. Now, if Florida State upsets Xavier. Um, I think Gonzaga has a chance to make it to the Final Four. Um, as far as that's concerned, as Gonzaga beat Ohio State ninety to eighty four yesterday, uh, so you know we'll see. It, it, it's all about who they draw in that game, whether or not they'll get past them. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, you never know. I mean, Xavier could wind up getting upset or something, and and um, and they wind up not playing each other. So. I mean, there's no telling, but, you know, about Gonzaga, I mean, they just – I don't know if – I don't want to say that they're choked. They choke. Uh, they just they just never are able to get then the I'll job done. It. Then I'll say it. They choke. That, that, that's yeah. what they're known for. It, you know, and, and the problem is, is that they don't play a lot of those really hard teams in the regular season. So when they do get to the Sweet 16, that's usually when they usually end up choking. So you got to play mm-hmm. the better teams, I think, in reality to do well in this. And sometimes their schedule misses out for them. Now, you look at Loyola of Chicago beating Miami. That was an upset um, over in that bracket as, uh, as well in the South. Um, and then there was another upset. Uh, where is it at? Um, in the West. Um, where is it? Where is it? Uh, da, da, da. San Diego State. Um, I I had the upset over Houston, but Houston got it. Where's the other one, though? That was the upset. Um, oh, here it is. Over on the, It was actually on the other side. TCU got beat by Syracuse. TCU number six, Syracuse number 11. It's on the other side of the board. And, Do you um, really consider that an upset, though, Sonny? Do you consider that an upset? I mean, I, I, I just can see. Yeah, that, that that's what time. I'm talking about. Yeah, I, that, but I'm just saying, as far as the rankings are concerned, as far as the, that 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 is now. Um, so, it, if we look at the rankings, we see the the upset as far as the number is concerned because really Butler was ranked number ten they got Arkansas I don't that's not necessarily an upset upset um, that you can talk about um, uh, Marshall beating Wichita State I think is an upset within the terms of what an upset's all about uh, Wichita State was expected to go a little bit further in the tournament as well so I would consider that one there was about maybe four or five upsets within the first uh, round. And moving into the second round, uh, Loyola, they got two of those upsets that are right there as they beat. Not only did they beat Miami, they took care of your Tennessee Volunteers uh, last night as well. Yeah, um, well, Tennessee's more of my football team, Sonny. I'm not, I'm not much of a Tennessee basketball guy. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know – Loyola is, is one of the bigger stories right now. Um, I think yeah. it's a bigger story yeah. than, than 
Virginia losing to UMBC in my in my opinion. I do too. I, yep. They did it. They didn't. They didn't do it just once. They, they they did it twice. So let's see if UMBC can go out and beat who is it? Kansas State. They play. Oh no no yeah Loyola will either get Nevada or Cincinnati. Um, no, I'm talking about UMBC. Nevada. Oh, I'm UMBC. talking about UMBC. Yeah, they get Kansas State. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, so if they beat at, them, okay. Now we'll talk. I'm gonna you know that's a story. Right. But right now it's got to be Loyola Chicago, um, and they're going to take on either Nevada. I think they got a shot with Nevada. And as Cincinnati gets out of the um, gets out of that bracket tonight at six ten, uh, they'll take on Cincinnati um, on the twenty second. So that's about where I am. Uh, I did have Virginia all the way uh, to the uh, the uh, Sweet Sixteen. Um, where did I have? Yeah, that's what that's all I had them at. I, I didn't have them any further than that. So even though they were the number one ranked there, up in there, so. Uh, I don't. Ha- I didn't have them any further, so I don't know if you have any more to say about the uh, the uh, the college basketball. Is there anything else you want to touch on it? Because somebody's got a couple of pages of what we talk about best, which is the NFL and all the things that have been going on as far as craziness and free agency. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover here as far as the brackets in the NCAA uh, uh, tournament? Um, not really, Sonny. I, mean, I think we touched on the big things. I mean, let's see how today goes. Um, let's see if UMBC can do it again. Um, I, I don't know. I guess they would, they would obviously be the first 16 seed to get to the sweet 16 if they win today. Um, so yeah, if they win, that'll definitely be one heck of a story, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be following, obviously I'm a North Carolina fan when it comes to basketball. Um, yeah. So I'll be I'll be watching to see if I think they play today. I, I don't I haven't really followed the tournament very much, Sonny. I'm I'm going to be totally honest. But uh, totally honest. Uh, it, you, that, last year you were on top of the Cuervo. I think you had like three yeah. brackets going at the same time. So if I remember correctly. So. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had I think one maybe two. Yeah. So um, that having been said, you know, th- there's been a lot of things that have been going on. Let's do this. Let's let's kick it into just what we do best. And in if you listen to this show for any length of time, we we talk football. That that is our game. That's what we seem to know better than most of anything out there. So let's do that because there is a big thing that happened as they involve the Jets. The Jets making the big big trades with the Colts. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, the Jets making this move obviously, you know, tip their hand, Cuervo, as they move up to the number three overall pick. But listen to what they give up to the Colts. Uh, they get the Colts' number six pick. They also get their 37th pick, their 49th pick. And next year, in the second round, they get their pick in the second round in 2019. I'm going to tell you right now, the Colts made out like a huge bandit in this one as far as the trades are concerned. But what I think is really the, the story here, it's not necessarily the Jets jumping up. It's more in the fact that the Colts look. Now, I put the asterisks around that look right there, Cuervo. They look like a team that is trying to get some talent. Now, granted, there's going to be young talent. It's going to be green talent. But they're looking to get talent, some talent that can help them you know, win football games because if you look at what's going on in the AFC South right now, 
it's not a cakewalk like it's been in the last five years, okay? It's usually Indianapolis winning by default. Now you got Jacksonville playing well. Uh, Houston, they're trying to do it. They had some stuff that they did uh, uh, as far as pickups as well. And then, of course, you got the Tennessee Titans. They're now in a tough division. This is a football team that's got to get better, and they got to have the talent out on the football team. By giving these, you know, getting these draft picks, this is actually good for the Colts to get those role players that they need to get that can help solidify them as a good football team. Yeah, and this is an interesting trade. I, I, I honestly did not expect – I didn't see this one coming at all. And, and I'm, not, I'm not being sarcastic. I really didn't think that the Jets were going to try and move up just to get a guy that, honestly, Sonny, they're probably going to be able to get at six um, because the Colts don't need a quarterback. Uh, I think Denver was five. I can't remember who four is, but I think it was after – after the Browns and the um, – uh, oh, who the heck is number two now? I, I can't even think of who number two is. But I know the, the top two were projected uh, – the Giants. They the were Giants. Projected yeah, I was on mute. I'm sorry. I was sitting there. The Giants. The Giants. The Gi- I was, uh, oh, I'm on mute. I, did, I pulled, a, I pulled a, a Cuervo right there. You did. You did. You did a good job, by the way. That, that was a very good one. So, but, uh, they, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think the Giants were expected to take a quarterback. So it just, it just got me really curious as to why the Jets, because this, this has, this has, we're taking a quarterback written all over it. Um, yeah. So with that said, I mean, I'm just curious as to what they, what the Jets are thinking when they said that we need to move up three spots to get our quarterback when, you know, three out of the top five don't need a quarterback. I mean, the Broncos just got Case Keenum. Okay, yeah. I know we're going to get into free agency here in a minute, but yeah. um, if, unless you live under a rock, you know that Case Keenum is a Bronco now. Um, yeah, and look at this square vote. If you think about it, they just also signed Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater from the, from the yeah. Minnesota Vikings. So the fact that they're moving up to grab the guy, this to me says, says something – that I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter for this football team, which would be very good for them as long as his health is there. The question is, is where they're going to bring along this guy that they're going to grab at the quarterback position, because I don't think there's a quarterback controversy in reality with the Jets. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. They'll talk the game, you know, yeah, we're going to have a quarterback competition. But Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the guy. Josh McCown sucks. Everybody knows it. And the fact they signed them, the general manager should be suspended. I'm going to, I'm going to say suspended um, in, in reality. Um, but I, I, I just, it, it's, it's just a horrible pick for this football team. Yes, I know he knows the offense. I get it, and I understand that. But I'm going to tell you right now, Josh McCown cannot be a guy that can be considered your starter. And if he is for a second year in a row – just expect them to be right where they are. Teddy Bridgewater's got to be the guy to lead this team right now. You know, honestly, Sonny, now that I'm thinking about it, because you just reminded me that Bridgewater signs with the Jets, I don't think the Jets are going to take the quarterback at three. I Who have they got their eye on then? I mean, in reality, I mean, I, I mean, we've been hearing a lot about, you know, who's up there, but really when you're talking number one, number two, number three, four, and five, 
those are usually conversations that are all about the quarterback. Well, honestly, I mean, you know, they, they, they just let Chris Ivory walk. He signs with the Buffalo uh-huh. Bills. Uh, I don't know if they're if Bilal Powell is, is still there in the backfield. Um, so I mean, wouldn't surprise me if they're if they're making a move to get Saquon Barkley from Penn State. Wow, because I don't think the Browns are going to draft a running back number one overall. So I think I think the move is, is Barkley. Wow, unless, that, unless that, the Giants are thinking. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. That that would, uh, I, I don't know. They, I, but the Jets always confuse me, Cuervo, each and every year. When it comes to the draft, I think I know what they're doing, and then they totally go in a, a total different direction on what they are. But that, that's also a football team that needs picks, and they gave away so many of them. You know, that, that uh, I, I, I think that it's not good for the Jets in reality. Uh, unless they they see somebody that we are completely missing, which could be the case. I'm definitely not going to say that I know, um, but um, the simple fact of the matter is I just don't think it's a good good idea for the Jets to yeah. be trading up to get somebody yeah. that could be yeah. you know three pick, pick three picks back. It just seems crazy. Exactly. And my, my thing too is is even if even if it is Barkley that they're looking at. You you do you realize how much they gave up, Sonny, to make that trade? They gave yeah. up the this the number six pick, obviously, a second yep. rounder this year, and then another yep. second rounder next year. That is a yeah. lot to get a, a running back if that's if that's what they wind up doing. Um, you know, and it's funny because uh, you know Ryan Pace got grilled by people in Chicago last year when he made the trade to move up one spot to get Trubisky with, you know, right. with the, but you think about it, all they did was swap picks. And I think we gave, or the, you know, Ryan Pace gave San Francisco, I want to say it was like a third rounder or a fourth rounder last year. And then like another fourth rounder this year or a third rounder, something like it was third and fourth rounders. There was no second rounders involved in that trade. So well, the Cuervo, fact that the, from, things I'm hearing is they're going after Josh Rosen. That's what I'm hearing as far as the Jets. What do you think Rosen in reality out of South Carolina? I'll be honest. You know, the whole situation with him, I thought Sam would probably be a better fit for the Giants because of the type of quarterback that he is compared to an Eli Manning. Um, Well, honestly, I think for the for the either New York team, um, the Giants or the Jets, which I don't think that's the direction the Jets are going. But if that is, I don't think either one of those guys are good for either New York team. If if one of the New York teams, Sonny, is going to go get a quarterback, it needs to be Allen from Wyoming. And the reason I say that is because yes, I know the the stronger arm doesn't always mean accuracy and it doesn't mean yeah it doesn't mean he's gonna be a good quarterback but in in a in a city like new york where it's you know 12 degrees half the season and it's snowy and windy you need a guy that can zip a ball through that through that cold air through that 
winter, you know, weather. So that's why I, in my opinion, Allen would be the best fit for either one of those New York teams. Now, if you're talking yeah. about, um, you know, a team like the, you know, one of the West Coast teams looking to get a quarterback, then, yeah, absolutely. Go get Darnold. Go get Rosen. You know, it's warm weather, uh, warm weather type guys, you know, they they fit better. But you need in, – in the East Coast, in the winter, wintry places, you need a guy with a strong arm. And that's why – and that's why I think a guy like, um, you know, Darnold, if, if they take him number one overall to Cleveland, it's going to be the biggest mistake they can make, Sonny. So uh, I don't know if, if that's the plan, but uh, I still think Rosen's the best quarterback. Uh, but New York – would not be the best place for him. Uh, I think he'll be the most successful going to a place like Arizona, uh, which, I mean, we'll see if that happens. But you get my point. It, it, it's got to be in a dome stadium or somewhere with nicer weather uh, for those two Pac-12 guys to be successful. Yeah, I don't – and Todd brings this up. Uh, he lets me know that the Jets signed Isaiah Crowell, uh, running back from the Browns. So I don't think they're aiming for for a running back like you, you know. So I I think they're definitely quarter they're going quarterback. With it. I don't think that well I don't think that's too much of a shock. But that that'd be the question whether or not you know you know depending on who Cleveland likes. I mean I from everything I'm hearing you know if you, if they're going to get a guy that can throw in that weather in Wyoming weather Cleveland you know kind of Wyoming weather you go Josh Allen I think in reality. Same types of things when the when the weather comes into play, you got the you got the guy that's played in that kind of stuff. Now the 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 question it would be if the number two position with the Buffalo Bills um, will they go quarterback? Because Buffalo make a Buffalo makes a uh, jump at quarterback. They grab up AJ McCarron, which I want to tell you right now, if AJ McCarron's not the starter on this football team, rather regardless if they bring up San Denard or if they get the shot at. Uh, Josh Rosen, or whoever the case may be. A.J. McCarron as the starter for the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to tell you right now, that sounds really good to me for that football team because we got a lot of love on this show for A.J. McCarron. Oh, most definitely, Sonny. Um, You know, this is a guy that, you know, could really show what he's made of going to a place like Buffalo. Um, I mean, he's going to have to go up against – I mean, if you think about it, who's the best defense on that in that division? Is it? Would you say I, the Jets? I mean, no, I, I, I could, it could very Buffalo, well be his I own defense. Yeah, I think I think Buffalo has the better defense out of the Jets, um, as uh, Jets, Patriots, or Miami, without question. Uh, I think they're heads heads above it. And but you you think about the the only thing as far as it. You, you see how, you know, Pat Shermer, you know, you know, he's talking about to keep Manning on his toes, keep him for one more year. Um, and I don't think as far as where the Giants are concerned, they, they slid down now as far as where they're going to grab up a pick because they used to uh, they used to be the number two pick. Are they, are they still at the number two pick, Cuervo? The Giants, yes. they, yeah, yeah, they have they haven't moved out of that pick. 
Okay, very good. So they haven't moved out of that pick. So, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a, a big question for them on, you know, where they're, where they're going to go. So, you know, I don't know. They can, they can get Barkley, I think, if he's available. I don't know if that's the guy in reality. Um, Sam Darnold, I think he's probably more of a Peyton Manning-type quarterback if they want to continue with that type of quarterback in reality, um, maybe more so than Barkley. I don't know. Which one do you think is more like a, um, a Eli Manning? Yeah, I mean – It'll be remain to be seen, Sonny. I mean, everybody was googly over Jared Goff when he came out. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily him that was the problem. It was his coaching. So, really, I mean, that's that's something to look at is, is the, you know, who has the right coaching for these quarterbacks to develop them. And, and I think the Giants right now are probably the best bet for one of these guys to go for. I just think, I just think that – Rosen or Darnold are the wrong move for yeah. the Giants. They had, they have to go Allen because you can you can work on accuracy. Okay, you can get better at that. Arm strength. What if what if Allen goes the number one to Cleveland? What where? I mean, that's a good move the, too. That's a good move to well, it, it, I mean, not for not for Allen himself, but yeah, it's the type of quarterback I, that the Browns need. Absolutely. I mean, then do they drop and take the take the running back? I mean, I I mean, I think I would. Not at one. I think I'd grab. Not at uh, one. I they, they'll take them. No, at no, four. I'm talking about the Giants. I'm talking about the Giants. The simple so, fact of the matter is, you got one more year with Eli, and that that's you know that's good for them. Uh, you got a guy who <laughs> knows how to get the ball. Usually, you know, the guy throws for a lot of yards, although completely and totally overrated, um, but he can uh-huh. deliver the ball. The question is, is how he'll be able to deliver the ball this year. I think that, I think the giants, I think they should go running back. And I'm going to tell you the reason why you, you need another, you need another layer of protection for Eli Manning at his age. And cause this guy does not move around the pocket very well. He he's slower than dirt. I, 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 I tell you, when this guy is on the run for his life, uh, normally his life is in jeopardy. You've seen how many times this guy's been hit throughout the years. I think you get another layer. So you grab up a guy that can still run the football, but you also get another layer of protection for him. But I sure. think yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. But I think the fact of the matter is I think Cleveland's going to make life out like a bandit because I don't think the Giants are going to go that way. So I think I think they're going to I think the Cleveland Browns are going to get uh, Barkley as well as uh, as as well as Josh Allen. Uh, so I, I think they're going to make out like a, a bandit in the uh, draft. Uh yeah, they they might. I mean, we'll we'll see though. I mean, Cleveland's been known to notoriously screw drafts up. Uh, well, that's true. They, did. <laughs> they, they got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did get it right last year when they got Miles Garrett. That was the right pick. Um, you know, it was unfortunate that he got hurt for a little while, but but when yeah. he came back, he was on fire. I mean, he was on yeah. fire. So you know, Cleveland's got the pass rusher that they need. Now they need a guy that can that can put some points on the board. And and I, I know for for both of these teams, if if Josh Allen is not the top, you know, one of those two picks at one or two, then I think. 
I think the team that doesn't take him is making a mistake because, like I said, you can you can work on your accuracy, but having the arm strength is, is, is something that that's that's just a talent that you can't teach. I mean, you can try to get stronger and whatnot, but but arm strength is something that you can't teach, Sonny. And and, and specifically for these two teams, you know, the Browns and and, and the Giants. Allen is the best bet for them. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the draft, but he is the best quarterback for them. So, I mean, we're about a little over a month away from the draft. We'll see. We'll see what unfolds. Maybe more trades come down. I mean, who knows? Well, I'm going to say something probably that will make you mad. But I do that all the time. I think the fact that that Miles Garrett had a good end of the season – Kind of reminds me of my buddy, you know, at the at the end of the season uh, for you know, at the quarterback position. Of course, you know who I'm talking about, and you know, Miles Garrett coming back off of injury, having a quote unquote monster end of the year. Um, you know, I, now granted, they did have the Steelers on the last part of the uh, of the game. He, he what he playing four games Cuervo when he came back. Who are we talking about? Miles Garrett. The, 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 for, he got hurt. It's like four to six games he was back for. If you if you look at it, I mean, I I just the Browns are so bad for him to be monster. I question how real monster it really is. Don't you? I mean, maybe it's me for both, but I'm looking at a football team that's got. I mean, for the Browns, he's monster. Would he be monster on any other football team coming back off of injuries? My question, you know, he he reminds me of Brian Hoyer in games that don't matter. Obviously, they didn't. Um, you know, being you know not winning the whole uh, game all year long. Does it really matter? He was quote unquote monster. And what is the definition of monster in reality? Well, I mean, you look at the numbers, Sonny. I think that that really speaks for itself. So, I mean. The numbers that he put up, it was it was it was impactful. I mean, the plays themselves were big, but I think also the the, um, the if you just look at the numbers, how many sacks he was able to put up after he came backwards. I think he was one he had of the seven top. sacks. I mean, he had se- yeah, he had seven sacks for the for the whole uh, whole year. I'm not sure. What he got when he got back into as far as the games were concerned, 2017. Yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, I mean, when was the last time a, a, a Cleveland Brown pass rusher got that many sacks? But regardless, it's for any team, for any team, that's that's good production from a rookie. That's pretty good. I would, uh, maybe I'm being too rough on them because they they didn't win a game. I, I still go, you know, it, you know, not too many teams were afraid of the Cleveland Browns. It's kind of I, I don't know if it's a good point or not, uh, but Miles Garrett, you know, it obviously was the right pick. I I don't I don't question that. That's what it should have been in reality. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the Cleveland Browns and just how bad that football team is, it's always nice to see a glimmer of light. I mean, I saw it with with uh, Josh Gordon. The the simple fact of the matter is, it's nice to see Josh Gordon, you know, doing something productive. Uh, but again, it is the Browns. But 
those last games uh, for Cleveland, those were not easy football games for him. So I guess I guess maybe I'm being a little bit rough on on Miles Garrett. Well, but I'm going to hold off on my opinion on him until I get a little bit more in games that matter. Uh, but you're right, seven sacks for the uh, Cle- Cleveland Browns. That's that's probably an accomplishment we probably shouldn't really. Um, overlooked uh, for him as he was the number one pick last year, wasn't he, Cuervo? He was, he was, and, and, and look, Sonny, I'm, I'm, I'm not campaigning to say that Miles Garrett is, you know, the best pass rusher in, in football. Uh, but I think for Cleveland Brown standards, he he did a very good job, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you definitely want to see more from him. You know, let's see if he can come back and do it again in his second year in the league and. I think the biggest thing too is, is you've got to stay healthy. I mean, yeah, production's not going to be there if you're not healthy. Yeah, the, you know, I I don't know. We'll end up having. By the way, all right, I got this all set here, Cuervo. Um, it, it's it is the audio of the week talking about quarterbacks that that are out there. Some quarterbacks took some, you know, took to the jetliners and. Heading to different towns, obviously. You got what's going on over in Denver. They get their new quarterback. Tyrod Taylor, he gets his, their new quarterback. Now, granted, that's already been within the news, but here's some of the audio of that I want you to take a listen to. You know, I, I properly named this audio lies, okay? There's some lies coming towards you right here. And, it, and it, not only are they lies, you know, it just goes to show what professional sports is all about. It's not about truth. It's all about lies. It's not just football. It's baseball. It's a lot of things. There are a lot of lies that come your way, especially now when people are really trying to, you know, maneuver themselves to get their guy in reality. But some teams got their guy, supposedly. And some people got their starter. Take a listen quarterback competition. There's been too many of those. I know you just a few minutes ago said Tyrod's our starter. No question. There's no competition. He's going to open the season. He's going to be a starting quarterback. There's no competition. Tyrod Taylor. Going into the spring, knowing here on March 15th who your starting quarterback is. This is the first time I've had a chance to do that. <laughs> That's what it does for me. It really um, gives me a chance to show the rest of the team who the leader of the, the franchise is. It's Tyrod Taylor, and we're going to get him and follow him, and he's going to lead this organization to winning. We needed to upgrade at that position, and uh, we got our guy. We got the guy that uh, was our target. I'd like to introduce you to the new starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos, Case Keenum. Keenum, I'm sorry. My name is Rafael Palmero, and I am a professional baseball player. Let me start by telling you this. I have never used steroids, period. For the record, have you ever used steroids, human growth hormone, or any other performance-enhancing substance? No. Have you ever been tempted to use any of those things? No. And that's all. That's it. Never, never a human growth hormone. Never. Never testosterone. Never. Never. And never an anabolic steroid. Never. Never. Swear. Swear. Never. I'm angry that that what I've done for the game of baseball and as a person in my private life, what I've done, um, that I, I don't get the benefit of the doubt. The stuff that's being said, it's ridiculous. It's hogwash for people to even assume this. 
24, 25 years, Mike. You'd think I'd get an inch of respect. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. All right. I, I'm sorry. I, I got the I got the one extra in there. I'm sorry about that. But Vance Cuervo and the lies of I mean, I, I, you know, Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback. I, I, something tells me that isn't happening. Um, and something in the Broncos tells me that John Elway's you know main focus was not Case Keenum. Can we really get serious here? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm in the position where I'm sitting here saying. Yeah, it, it, this, this is crap. I, I I love listening. It's great. It's great audio. But Cuervo, do you honestly think that John Elway's number one priority was to get Case Keenum on his football team? Well, let me first start off by saying, Tony, that Bill Clinton is my hero. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you know, I mean, I mean. I think right Man, now, that, I think Case, that's, Case Keenum that's is, is the, Case Keenum, Sonny, is the, the Denver Broncos' focus at quarterback for now. So, John Elway, was he liar. technically He's lying? A liar. Uh, oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. It's a terrible lie, Cuervo. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, he, he, I, that's, that's the guy I wanted. I, I, there's something about John Elway and his ego that you get an old, washed-up guy who has, you know, a few good games for the Minnesota Vikings. Me, yeah, had a good year, he, but something tells me that was not his main focus at quarterback. Okay, in all seriousness, Sonny, I think you're still having a little bit of trouble understanding the code. All right? Ah, uh, saying uh, that the code. He's he's he's. he's <laughs> John Elway saying that he was the focus is code for saying, well, he's best available quarterback, so really had, didn't have much of a choice uh, because yeah. Kirk Cousins was already getting snatched up. So Keenan was the next available guy. And then, so really that's, that was code, okay? Uh, uh, he's uh, our guy who's code for – he was the best available guy at the time. There well, you something go. Something else comes up that's better. We're going to go ahead and get him instead. That's what I, the listen. Is. Listen. He loved. He loved him so much he couldn't even say his name right. That. That. You know. Got yeah. He got so it. excited. Was, he got so excited. <laughs> it was great. It was great audio. I loved it. Uh, yeah. And and when I first heard that he mispronounced his name. You know, I, I, I was like, yeah, you got to be that tough on him. But at the same time, then I went back and listened to what he said. Yeah, I'm like, news for you. If he was on his radar as his number one guy, he would not even come close to mispronouncing his name. I'm sorry. I'm not falling for it. And it, it, it is what it is. But, you know, always some oh, he stuff coming it. from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of like in uh... – Sonny, have you have you seen the movie uh, Anchorman yet? Have you seen the first Anchorman with Will Ferrell, where where he's he's saying uh, he's a how now brown cow in in unique New York? 
unique New yeah. York. That's what he was doing in the mirror. If he really gave a crap. <sighs> oh Lord, that was great. Uh, you know, so but but also, hey, but there's some dumb moves out there, and I am going to go to the Minnesota Vikings. Them getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater. All right, Sonny has already said. And that I am, I am very, very much a Teddy Bridgewater fan. I got some serious bias here. I think this guy, if he didn't get hurt, I mean, I think that they would have been still in the position they are in this year. I do believe that because I think this guy's a good quarterback. Now, Bridgewater going over to the Jets, that's great for them. The Vikings, they're in their situation, Cuervo. They go ahead and, you know, you know, we, we talked about it last week, Cuervo. We talked about the whole situation about a team. And, okay, can we go? Know, here we go. It is the uh, Kirk Cousins show up in Minnesota. Cuervo, this is a huge mistake, and especially the money. We were talking about where were they going to get this money. Um, Cuervo, they found a way to get their money. Uh, they found a way to get it to their man. Um, they got a lot of money going to Kirk Cousins for three years, all guaranteed big bucks, Cuervo. What was it? Three years, $84 million, yes. Cuervo. And that, that's a lot of money. For three years, you're, you're looking, that's over $25,000 or $25 million. Um, because that would have came out to seventy-five million. So he, and he got eighty-four. This guy is sitting right around the twenty-eight million dollar mark. And oh my gosh, talk about a, a big-time overstretch! That GM is in a lot of trouble if they don't win the AFC North. And they still got Green Bay to go through. Now they lost Jordy Nelson. That was a big loss. Detroit might get better if they get better defensively with what they got going on. And I don't know what to think about Chicago. Of course, we're going to talk about them. They they had a couple moves as well. So, you know, but Minnesota, letting Teddy Bridgewater go, I think was a big mistake. I think they should have kept um, – I think they should have kept – first of all, the Vikings probably should have kept Case Keenum for the money and then backed him up with Teddy Bridgewater or vice versa. And I think they would have still won the North or at least grabbed up a wild card and saved a lot of money at the same time. Yeah, Sonny. I mean, I've, I I actually thought that Minnesota was going to keep one of them. You know, let's yep. do walk. I, I did it. too. I really, I, and I didn't know which one it was going to be, but I really thought that uh, they were going to, they were going to keep one. Mm-hmm. And if I guess if I had to sit and think about it, I would think Bridgewater probably would have been the uh, one that they chose. Yep. But no, <laughs> they let all three of them walk. And, and, and all three. Now, now, and the question now becomes, now the question becomes, who's the backup in Minnesota? That's a, that's a big, big question because obviously uh, – and not only that, Cuervo – not only Cuervo did they get rid of uh, Case Keenum and get rid of Teddy Bridgewater, they also got rid of Sam Bradford, who's the quarterback for the Cardinals. So that leaves them with Kyle Slaughter. Now, I've never heard of the guy. I don't know who he is. Nice. Um, I like the name. Yeah, Slaughter, because that's what S-L-O-T-E-R, because that's what would end up happening if he got into a game. 
period. I don't know who he is. If he's not on my radar, um, I, I don't have any respect for him. If I've never heard of you and you're backing up, you know, a number one quarterback, you know, you're in a lot of trouble. And then you got the name Slaughter because that's what's going to end up happening to you. But Cuervo, I mean, that Vikings don't get just rid of one. They don't get rid of two. They get. It, it almost reminded me of LeBron James. I, and not one championship, not two. But they, yeah, it, it almost went to that point with the quarterback position over there for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> pretty crazy. That, uh, but here's my thing. This, this is the biggest thing that I've taken from this. This contract right here, Sonny, is going to change. For the rest of time, okay? Yep. For the rest of time, Yep. the way that quarterbacks are able to negotiate. Good, bad, or indifferent. It has totally changed everything. And yep. now you're going to see Aaron Rodgers get $100 million guaranteed. You talked about it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yep. He's going to be the first $100 million guy. Then somebody else is going to come along. Somebody like uh, – and just throwing an example out there, um, Russell Wilson wins another Super Bowl, or Andrew Luck wins the Super Bowl, then they're going to be the first $120 million guy. Like, it's just that's – I can foresee quarterbacks from this moment on, Sonny, getting fully guaranteed contracts because it, yep. it is the most important position in the game. Yes. So, um, hopefully somebody, some GM out there, smart enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that dumb crap because mm-hmm. all I'm doing is, is handcuffing and putting my, my organization in hostage all for, all for a quarterback who puts up average numbers. You know, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Drew Brees. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not paying you fully guaranteed. If you want to walk, by all means, go ahead, walk. It's fine with me. I, I mean, that's yeah. how I would be. Well, and, and here's another thing, Cuervo, though. If you're the Green Bay Packers after you just give up Jordy Nelson and he's on the Raiders already, 24 hours later on the Raiders, okay, now guess what? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to prove his worth. Who else is he going to bring out of obscurity? Because let's be honest, no one ever heard of Jordy Nelson unless you're from Manhattan, Kansas, or somewhere in the area, okay? He went. If you're a Kansas State fan, you know who the guy is. Okay, all right. He was drafted in the second round. Frankly, I never heard of him because even though Kansas State usually brings out some good football players, I wasn't necessarily, um, you know, a big time guy who knew who he is. But nine years, okay, nine years with the Green Bay Packers, they let him go. Good, better, and different, Cuervo. Um, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers going to take another guy from obscurity and make him a superstar. Um, but, you know, Jordy Nelson, this is an impact loss, for I think, in reality, for the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons why. Number one, you, 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 even though you're Aaron Rodgers, you still need a guy. Okay. Now I don't know if you like if you like the other guy on the other side. This thing slipped in my mind. I know who he is, but uh, this thing slipped in my mind. If you like him, I get it. But you, you're talking about the guy who's led you in receiving for the last three years, and you let this guy go. Um, and I, I th- this one's a bad loss. And you know, in the terms of Packer backer, which we always talk about on this show, 
the next guy up. Who's the next guy up as far as the Green Bay Packers are concerned? You know they're going to be going to the draft, at, you know, when they're picking, whether it be in the second or third round, they're going to grab up a wide receiver. You can't lose a Jordy Nelson without replacing him with at least a body. And it's got to be a main player or someone in the draft, Cuervo. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be someone in the draft. I don't, but you know what? I don't think the Packers, honestly, are too worried about receiver right now. Yes, Jordy Nelson is gone. I get it. Who's on the other so side of the him, Cuervo? I forget his name. It's, uh, well, it's going to be, it's going to be Devontae Adams, and it's going to be Randall That's Cobb. It. Yeah, Randall Cobb was the, and I knew Adams, but it's more of Randall Cobb on the other side. And by the way, which, by the way, he's got a huge, He's got a huge contract, Cuervo. Um, Cobb could end up being uh, taking a step away from Green Bay's too. Um, if that money, if last I was hearing, they were trying to renegotiate Cobb's contract. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought they were going to let Cobb go before the Jordy. Nelson me too. Go. Yes, surprised me. Surprised the hell out yeah. of me, Sonny. So, I, I, I mean, now, now, granted the fact that they let Jordy Nelson go, hey, I'm not mad about that, okay? Let's just make yeah. that clear. I'm not yeah. mad at all. It's, no. <laughs> as a Bears fan, I'm not upset. I slept That's just like it. a baby last night. So, <laughs> um, But here's the thing. Um, it, 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 there's, it's got me wondering what's going to be Green Bay's next move. Well, it's What's already happened, Cuervo. It's already it's already happened with Jimmy Graham. That's where I was leaving on oh, it. Oh God! You, you, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So so that that uh, is going to be their guy. And uh, I don't like that Tim, one. Bit. Tim told me right before I was I, I was trying to lob you one there, Cuervo. You know to, to you know like get that. there. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that move one bit. I don't like that move at all. I'm not. A I fan. knew you would love it. I knew you would love that one. <laughs> no, I forgot. It slipped my mind. I knew I knew about the signing. I knew. And, you just don't uh, like it like, as a bear son of a gun. No, not at all. Not one bit. Yeah. Now, now, not that I wish bad on guys, but <laughs> maybe we don't see Jimmy Graham as much. This year he has, he has started to become injury prone. Again, yeah. I'm not wishing injuries, but anything Going from can one field to another, you're hoping he really does the Teddy Bridgewater, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, <laughs> anything could happen, Sonny. Uh, but, you know, I mean, no, now the one that, the one that scares me even more than that one is uh, them getting Wilkerson from the Jets. Yes, that, that's yes, a nasty D tackle that they just got. So yeah, they did. I don't yep. like that one at all either. <laughs> yep, it's for your I don't quarterback. Like that one, one bit. For two games, you got to worry about him and your quarterback without question. By the way, we're talking about Randall Cobb. What, what was his deal? Okay, four years, ten million bucks average. Okay, um, so four years, forty million. So Randall Cobb. I mean, you know, listen, I'm not. I'm not a big time guy on thinking guys should get, you know, that big-time money. I don't think Randall Cobb's worth $10 million in reality. Simple fact of the matter is. Uh, but uh, out of the four-year deal, though, only $13 is guaranteed. See, I don't care about the $40 million. That's not million. bad. Yeah, 
I don't care about the $40 million because let's be honest. When you sign that $13 million guaranteed, they signed him for a two-year contract at $7 million bucks, and they'll cut him if he wasn't worth a nickel. That's what ends up happening to guys. You know, we can talk about all the money in the world, but I'm talking about guaranteed money. That's the, mo- the most important. So in reality, when that contract was signed just right here in, you know, um, uh, this year, he's going to get a base of 8.6 in reality, uh, signing bonus of uh, three, point, uh, uh, three, uh, three and a quarter million, um, and then a roster bonus at 468 and then a workout bonus for four hundred thousand. Hey, listen, you gotta pay him to work out. That, you know, to me, that's that's sad. But here's the number: it's a twelve million dollar cap hit, Cuervo, that you get with this guy. And frankly, Randall Cobb isn't worth a twelve million dollar hit in two thousand eighteen. That is the reason why I thought they would even go ahead and cut him. You know, maybe maybe one year, you know, you paid this guy thirteen million. All right, and but. That that it's that it's the cap hit that I think is going to really hurt the Green Bay Packers, and they've got a couple of guys in bad contracts that are going to cost them a lot towards the hard uh, towards the hard cap. Um, so that that's going to be the hit, you know. Yeah, so we'll see what ends up happening, Cuervo, with that. And the Green Bay Packers, they're doing a lot of stuff, but another one, you know, some some guys making some moves, and you know. And a lot of people moved around here, Cuervo, just within the last – yeah, hell, within the last 24 hours. But uh, a big guy that we've been talking about for many years on this show, the Honey Badger, he's out of Arizona. Arizona actually let this guy walk. Okay, Cardinals released the Honey Badgers, and the Texans and J.J. Watts popped in for one year, one year $7 million dollars. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is an audition. I don't expect a honey badger in a Texans uniform unless the Texans realize his value in reality. This is a tryout for him to get a bigger contract next year. Well, Sonny, if I'm paying a guy seven million bucks a year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play him. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna play him. So, I mean, that's Absolutely. a lot of money to give a guy that just, you know, sits on the bench. So with that said, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, it would be really hard to believe that he's not going to play. I think right. he's definitely going to play. It's just a matter of, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of who else they have, but I'm pretty sure they're going to make JJ Watts on this team. Well, they got they got they got JJ Watts, and obviously the other dude on the other side, um, the uh, first rounder that they grabbed up. Um, making it a one-two punch. Who's that other you know guy that's going after the quarterback? Well, Clowney, Which, but it, man, we're talking yeah. secondary though. Well, no, but I, what I'm saying is you got JJ Watts and Clowney. If they can get to the quarterback, it brings it brings in a Honey Badger who's more of a hybrid safety more so than a cornerback. So he can play both positions. Those two guys get into the quarterback, which which will maybe put pressure on the quarterback to make bad throws. That's where that's where I think the thinking is coming when you grab up uh, Tyron Matthews because he can be that versatile guy that can play safety and cornerback. He plays safety better in reality, but he can go in the quarterback mode if he needs to needs to in reality. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's that's the awesome thing about a guy like Tyron Matthew is that he's versatile. I mean, you could stick him in yeah. the corner uh, uh, or slot corner uh, in a nickel package. You could start him at safety. 
Uh, I mean, he could definitely play special teams, so there's no question about that. He's definitely going to get used on special teams in some way. Um, I mean, he could – hell, you could probably put him as a slot receiver. He's got good enough Yes, hands. you could. If they, I mean, yes, if, he does. You, you could, that, see, guys like that, I mean, it, it, for $7 million bucks, I'm sorry, Houston got a steal. So, yeah, good and job. Ryan, the Cardinals signed in this guy for $7 million. What the hell are they thinking? I mean, the, first of all, the Cardinals are out of their mind. They grab up, you know, they grab up a quarterback in Sam Bradford. Because but you also, you, that's you, you why. You let Tyron Matthews Sonny, go for $7 million? Are that, you crazy? But that's because I think, I think because they weren't going to be able to afford him. I don't – I honestly – this is just my opinion. This is nothing I've read. This is nothing that I've heard about. This is me, pure speculate, conspiracy cuervo right here. Okay. okay. Conspiracy cuervo. And and maybe the numbers make sense. I don't know. I don't look into it, but this is just me playing conspiracy. Okay. Conspiracy couch is more than welcome to respond, but Mm -hmm. I believe it's because they weren't going to be able to afford Matthew with the money he was asking for. Because well, he was asking the, fourteen million for, Cuervo. It, it, that's, so that's what I'm saying. They weren't going to yeah. be able to afford it because Mr. Sam, I want twenty million dollars for <laughs> sitting out all of last year. Bradford came in. I mean, I don't know who's dumber: the Cardinals, Sam Bradford asking Cardinals. for that much money, are the Cardinals forgiving it to him? This yeah, is ridiculous. Well, it's a combination Sonny, of both. Yeah, he that's, played that's dumb money. He played, he played three quarters of a game this, this past year, and he's going to get $20 million. Yep. And, and Cuervo, <laughs> let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm just going to throw out the, the obvious question here. I, you know, you, you look at the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals made it to the Super Bowl, okay, you know, a few years back. What 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 did they have in order for that to happen? Wait wait I'm sorry you were breaking up Sonny say that question one more time for me please. Uh, well well you know the Cardinals make it to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago right Cuervo I mean you know they yes they, they, yes. they they've been making it to the playoffs yeah exactly uh, what, what, why did they make it to the playoffs did you think? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because they had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Kurt Warner. Hmm. 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 Well, you know, and, and they did fairly well with the guy. You know, he, maybe he's a retread, but you know, I, I wonder. You know, what was the last quarterback that took him to the playoffs? Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, retread, well, but my probably going to be in the freaking Hall of Fame too, right? Right, Cuervo. I mean, hey, Carson Palmer's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I, you know, I don't. uh, (laughs) Might take him a while, but he might make it. He might take him a while, but he's Hall of Fame quality type quarterback in reality. Since when is Sam Bradford? Okay, look at your success. Okay, your success comes from a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame type quarterback. Tell me what Sam Bradford has ever done to be considered a Hall of Fame type quarterback which is um, just take all the money but not produce out on the football field. That's what the Cardinals at. Look at the history well, of this Sonny, guy. Cuervo, this, Sonny, this is a big if, mistake. 
if there's a Hall of Fame for injuries, oh, Sam Bradford is first ballot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And stealing first the ballot. last, <laughs> and, yeah, and stealing the last amount of money that you can get with a rookie, a forty-two million dollars signing uh, for for him and the Rams at the time, St. Louis Rams. For the last one, $42 million, which I thought was ridiculous. But in the first year as a rookie, he showed that potential. Since then, someone has shot this guy in the ass, and he's not even clo- this guy's not even close to what the Cardinals could use or need at the quarterback position. And frankly, you're not going to have one of those quarterbacks in the draft slide down that low to where, uh, to where they when, – when do the Cardinals pick? I think they were six, seven, somewhere around there. Oh, oh no, 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 Cuervo, they're not, they're not there. I, I don't even think they're there. Let's find out. I think they're even lower. I think they're oh, like wait, wait. Or something. I say that because there was a projected trade. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. So they're they're fifteen. Mhm. On, on the NFL Network, one of the guys, I can't remember who it is, but. They did their mock draft, and you know how you can see it on the bottom of the screen. So they did a mock draft, and they showed his mock draft, and he had projected that Arizona was going to move up to like seven and trade with, I want to say, Denver to go get Josh Allen. Well, that doesn't look like that's happening anymore. That's why you know, I Josh, Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's why I thought and, Arizona was top ten. And right now, the Cuervo, if the Arizona Cardinals don't go out and get an offensive lineman, they're nuts. Right now, and that's the dude from Notre Dame. I forget his name. That, uh, it's Mike something. Quentin Nelson? Um, this, Quentin Nelson or something like that? No. What's um, the Bears? It's like a McDonald's name. Oh, God, what's that dude's name? Oh, I'm, thinking See, of that, I'm thinking of the offensive lineman. I'm th- no, no, I think, I'm thinking of a tackle. I know I'm thinking of a tackle. Um, McGlinchney. McGlinchney, I think, is his name um, from Notre Dame, that big, that big old dude. Um, and mm, so if the mm-hmm. Arizona if, if the Arizona Cardinals don't get an if they don't get an offensive lineman, they are making the biggest mistake. And Cuervo, you think about it, that would be the probably the first offensive lineman that would be taken in the draft, all the way down to number fifteen, and you're going to get the best one because everybody's talking about quarterback sure. in reality within this draft, and you're also you know mm-hmm. even a running back, maybe maybe Quentin Quentin Nelson you know, is who you're thinking of. He's the guard. Yeah. But you're going to get the That's second the Bears best. Looking at. Right, and they should in reality because they need to protect their boy. Um, but uh, the fact of the matter is they need to get the second best one, and that's the guy out of Notre Dame um, because everybody's talking defensive tackle, defensive end, um, only one other guy mm-hmm. stands in front of them. So they better get one of the two. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, it's a team that really needs, an, you know, to grab up that guy in reality. When you're looking at all of the teams, you you got the Denver Broncos getting their guy, Case Keenum. If they don't, if they don't go get Quentin Nelson, the, the Bron- Broncos need to get rid of, you know, say whatever you want, but you need to get rid of John Elway. That is that is a no brainer at their position in the draft square vote. They have got to go offensive line. Oh well, absolutely. I mean, that's that is always the number one. I think you know if you when you're starting to build a team, to me, I think you start from the inside and you work your way out. That's yes. how I personally would you know build my football team is from the inside out. So 
if if you're not doing it that way, just like kind of like the Dallas Cowboys, um, it's just they're the Dallas Cowboys and they don't, you know, they make bad mistakes too. So, yes, but that's that's what they did. And I mean, you look at their their. I mean, last year they did very well. This year it didn't go so great, but you know, I could see Dallas being in the mix again. Um, but to me, that's how that's how I think you get it done. Well, let me ask you a question, Cuervo. Before we go to break, we gotta go to our second break near the top of the hour. But you know, you know, we're talking. I mean, and we're gonna to get to all this. We we haven't even, you know, touched the cusp of what happened, you know, within the last twenty four hours. But there's a team that has been, for what reason I don't know, completely and utterly quiet. Why are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being completely? I mean, no one's talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Cuervo. And th- and I'm mm-hmm. not saying they're a good football team, but you want to talk about an up-and-coming football team? This is a team that needs to go out and grab those guys so they can become those guys. They have got to be in play with some of these guys in order for them to get them, whether it's, you know, you got Mike Evans in reality. Why wouldn't they go for a Jordy Nelson? That That's incredible. If someone dropped the ball there, I mean, could, could you imagine Mike Evans and Jordy Nelson uh, that you know, in giving what's again, guy's name Winston, you know, a, a, a one-two punch that might be one of the best in the NFL. I mean, yeah, the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think they're quiet. Their silence is 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 so so loud. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, they have they done anything? Go, Have you heard not... anything? They, well, they're letting guys go. But they haven't brought anybody in either. I mean, Doug Martin yeah. is gone. Uh, yeah. He's not going to be back in Tampa Bay. So what are you doing to replace it? Hey, but you know what, though? Those are the teams you got to watch out for in the draft, Sonny. Guys, teams that you forget about because they're Moving not active up. in free yeah. agency, they're the ones that are, are quietly working to, to, to get something done in the draft. And, 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 yeah, and they're number seven, wrong right, Cuervo? They're number seven in the in the draft order, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they might be higher I, than that. Okay, I I I thought they were number seven. You might be right. I'm just going. No, on. actually, Lord knows you no. Can't hold on. on, hold on. The Bears are eight. Tampa Bay's nine, and the Raiders are ten. I think that's Got what it. it is. Okay. Well, yep. here, I can, you know what? Google, and we can get the draft order. I guess we should have done. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, well, I struggle. Um, but but still, um, in reality, Cuervo, this is you, like you said. This, I think you're right. You got to watch out for Tampa Bay to make a move. If they're letting guys go and not replacing Cuervo, I haven't heard one piece of news from them in reality in this uh, free agency. And this is the time to grab up those guys if you're because look at I mean, there's going to be some huge pressure on uh, the the Buccaneers to go ahead and be a playoff team. Um, but they they got they got a they got a gaping hole. Big, I mean, their biggest hole is at their head coach. All right, so they got a big problem there. Um, and, but you can't replace that in the draft or in free agency. So you better go out and get some of those guys in reality. Mhm. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, some some teams maybe Tampa Bay is just overall trying to get younger. That's why Dark, Doug Martin's gone. Um, yes. You know, that's maybe that's what they're thinking. They just want to save any cap space. 
maybe to make a trade on draft night for a guy or just more picks, you know, so they could pay everybody. So I, right. I don't know. I mean, Tampa Tampa's one of those Tampa teams, Bay though, that, that you got to keep seven. an eye out for. I, I, w- I was correct. Tampa Bay is at, at number seven. Oh, they are seven. Okay. Yes, they, they are at number seven. Um, so, but here's the thing, Cuervo, you're talking about a team, it, their, their needs, uh, you know, in reality, and I didn't need these need to look at where it said needs. I was going to say, first of all, they need a defensive end. They got to get to the quarterback, which they haven't done in two years. And not only that, they need a safety and they got safety as the number four. I think in reality, well, cornerback should be number two. And so I, I guess I look at it, but I go cornerback, defensive end and safety. And then they say they need a running back. Well, of course you got rid of that is done so and then you know you got you know Brent Grimes who's only signed you know a one-year deal to come back there so they got a lot of work to do to find a running back Cuervo in reality so you know but you know I I still go back I still go back to what's going on they they got a lot of work to do so we'll look at that now we're going to go ahead we're going to go into our second break Cuervo but um, when we come back, there's a lot more to talk about when we move into the final hour at the Couch Potato Sports Show. Yes, I, and Tim, just uh, to let you know, I was about three minutes late to the beginning of the show. So just to let you know. So if you were a little late, so was I. I was brewing my coffee. And, so, and I'm, I'm not going to do the show without my coffee. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to take our quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk more of what's going on in the free agency because let's, let's be honest, that's all the big news that's going on. So we'll do that. Quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlett. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullitt at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. 
We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. Let's do this. 
here's Sonny Clark. All right, hour number three of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, along with the best co-host on Blog Talk Radio. That is Cuervo. We are talking the NFL. Lots of things going on in there. Now, as much as we blasted the Minnesota Vikings, Cuervo, there was a good signing for the Vikings because, you know, when you've got a football team that you know, is kind of known for their defense in reality, Cuervo. They did get uh, Sheldon Richardson from Seattle uh, to come over to their defense. And, in fact, I don't understand why the Minnesota Vikings don't go after more from the uh, Seattle Seahawks. With that defense that they're building up, Cuervo, that's looking pretty good when you go ahead and you get Sheldon Richardson. I think this guy is probably the most underrated player on that defense right there. Well, Sonny, this is a case of, you know, the rich get richer because the best defense, in my opinion, in the NFL just got better. Uh, yeah. And, and that's a scary thought because you look at the whole picture of that defense now with Richardson Sharif Floyd up front with with Griffin, um, <laughs> and then obviously the linebacking core with with Barr and Kendricks. And, yes, you know, secondary is self explanatory. I you know, I I just it's going to suck to play against them when Chicago yep. plays them. It, it's it's really going to suck because. That's going to be a hard defense to score against, Sonny. I mean, how often? How, how I mean, how many times did they get did the did this defense of the Vikings get lit up? Uh, everybody remembers the NFC Championship game. Before that, though, you look at, at how Nothing. well they played. And nobody nobody yeah. was touching them. Nobody was touching that defense. So one fluke play it, cost them. Right, right, and it's it's not that the Eagles lit them up. It was just. The Vikings were just a little bit off in that game. And granted, it was the worst time for them to have a bad game. But uh, but I tell you, I mean, that, that that's – I guarantee you, if, if it's those two teams again next year, it ain't going to be a 38-7 to game like it was uh, this time. So the Eagles – Oh, I agree. The Eagles, mm-hmm. they should be very lucky that they won the game the way that they did. Yeah. And Sheldon Richardson – you know, now, listen, this guy wasn't – he's not a sack machine. He's a pressure machine. He's a stop – run stopper. Um, so, he, when you get a guy like Sheldon Richardson at the tackle position, um, you're up – whatever is going on. And, and Tim wants to know how Green Bay – why Green Bay didn't go after him. I agree. Green Bay – Green Bay right now, I'm telling you, you, you know, I, I, was, I was on them hot and heavy last year, Cuervo – by not getting out at the, you know, you know, towards, you know, the mid to, you know, right after the uh, midpoint, you know, somewhere around week eight, nine, 10, 11, doing absolutely nothing where teams were going out and getting offensive linemen to help them going into the, uh, uh, going into the playoffs. And the, the Packers did absolutely nothing. Uh, you, as a, as a Bears fan, don't want to see Sheldon Richardson over on the Green Bay Packers team neither. So you, you get either one of those teams, you don't want to see this guy. You want him on your back. How come the Bears didn't go after a Sheldon Richardson Cuervo? 
You know, that's a great question, Sonny. I just think that uh, Ryan Pace, it seems like his reputation is I'm not going to overpay for a guy. And I think Sheldon Richardson is is a guy that might have maybe gotten more than what the market value for him is worth. So uh, Pace is just – he's just not going to do it. Even if it is a, you know, a guy like a Sheldon Richardson, it's almost like the New England Patriots philosophy. If you're not a superstar – if you're not a marquee name, we're not going to pay you extra uh, to come to our team. And, that, and that's why you saw, you know, the situation with Malcolm Butler where they didn't want to right. resign him because, you know, it, forget about the Super Bowl thing. This, this has nothing to do with that. The fact that the matter is Malcolm Butler is not a, a, a superstar corner in this league. So – the, the Patriots are not going to be willing to dish out the extra money to keep him. That, that's just right. the way it is. And I think Ryan Pace kind of takes that same approach, and I like that. I like that personally because it, 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 it may not benefit the, the team today. It may not benefit the Bears tomorrow. But down the line, during this huge rebuild that the Bears are doing, it's going to pay dividends because you're going to need that extra couple million dollars to bring a guy in that's going to make all the difference, just like with Eagles last year. Um, you know, they were able to wheel and deal and get, get things done where they didn't overpay for guys, and you, you see the result. Well, your Bears didn't over – well, they may have overpaid. I'm not sure, but your Bears go out and get Allen Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars player. Now, I'll get, I'm, going to give the, I'm going to give your team a little props. I think this is a good pickup for your team. Well, thank you, Sonny, and I appreciate that. And, and and I've got to ask you, being the resident Jacksonville Jaguar fan, what kind of guy are we getting in, in a guy like Allen Robinson? What kind of receiver are we getting? Well, well, first of all, three years, forty-two million bucks is the reason why he's out with Jacksonville. Okay, J- just to let you know, I mean, the Jaguars weren't very much interested in grabbing up a guy that wants uh, or is demanding that kind of money as Cuervo's knocking over his whole house um, over there. Uh, mm-hmm. but, he, <laughs> but you know, you get a guy. I mean, Allen Robinson, you know, arguably was the best wide receiver on that team, um, but. The, to let Allen Robinson go, I got I got a question why. If I'm a Jaguar fan, I mean, you can say whatever you want about his money, okay? You can say whatever it is, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is a guy that plays big time, okay? If you remember correctly, he still had his hospital wristbands from surgery on. This is a guy that realizes – how important it is to be out on the football field. I don't know if you remember that uh, it, with that situation when he went in for uh, surgery a few years back. This is a guy that never forgets, you know, things that happen. So, you know, once he wants the new contract, he gets it from the Bears. But I think what you get with an Allen Robinson is dedication to his game. And I think the Jaguars dropped the ball here in reality because whatever you want to say about him, he's probably the best offensive player. He's gone. Over his first three years, you know, he's turned into the best, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in reality. Uh, you go back to 2015 and 2016, you know, this guy wasn't catching a lot of passes, okay, in, in reality. 
uh, or mark that, until 2015, 2016. Then he became a big portion of it, and then he goes off and rips out and has a, you know, a, a 2017 breakout season. These are the guys you want to pay if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Um, so that having been said, I think the Jaguars lost a very good player. And if your boy, Mitchell Trubisky, can get out of the pocket and get the ball downfield, I think you're going to like the fact that he's going to open up your deep ball. Uh, and you got Mitchell Trubisky. I think he can throw the ball, Cuervo, deep down the field with some accuracy. If you got Allen Robinson on the other end of that, I think you're going to be happy with the results. Yeah, I, I, and that's that's really what I'm hoping for, Sonny, is that he's a guy that can come in and, deep and, threat. and you know, be a deep, deep threat. Just be a number one receiver, you know. Make a big catch when 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 the Bears need it, you know. Make a yes. big play when when we need it to to win a game or get in position to win a game like that. That's you know, I don't think the Bears are asking for him to to be Antonio Brown and, and try to and try to lead the league in in receptions or or yards. Like just lead the Bears in receptions and receiving yards. We're like who cares about league wide stats? So. And, and most important of all, try and be in as many games as you can. Like, let's let's make sure that the knee is good before, you know, we have all these dreams about uh, winning championships and all this other stuff. Like, baby steps, baby steps. So that's well, that's, well, Cuervo, what, you, that's how I you see think. About, you think about this, Cuervo. You're talking about a guy. It's a three-year, forty-two million dollar contract. Twenty-five million of that is guaranteed. Do the math. It's really simple. This is really a three-year deal. Three-year deal for this team at um, about $8 million bucks a pop. Uh, so after three years, he's going to be gone. Now, granted, they, they, you know, that includes a signing bonus as well. Um, so you know, they're mm-hmm. expecting this guy to be a money uh, or a number producer for him for at least two years, if not three. So you got to look out for that. I, you got a good pickup, you know, with him. I, I think you – it's gonna and it's gonna be the in the Jaguars, you know. You lose your number one. I mean, so and so, you, you got to remember who's still a quarterback. Remember they extended out the contract, and, and they're in love with their Blake Bortles, which is frankly the biggest mistake that they could have done. You know, to continue to depend on Blake Bortles. I don't give a rat's behind what he did because here's what the the fact of the matter is for the Jaguars. If they expect to have the same success next year that they had this year with Blake Bortles playing as bad as he did, they're under a – I want to know what they're smoking because I want a hint of it because that might have been the biggest drop of the ball for a football team unless they decide that they're going to go ahead and they're going to move up in the draft order and try to get somebody out there. But but Cuervo got to understand where they are. They're not in the top ten at all as far as the draft order. Let me find out where uh, they are. They are at, I think they're at 17 or 18, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see here. No, they're actually they're actually uh, further behind than that. They are, um, let's see here, Jaguars. Here we go. Uh, Cuervo, they are at number 29, okay? 
They're at number 20. Oh, God, I knew that. They were in AFC Championship. I knew they, they would have been number 20, 28 or 29. So, um, so you know, it's, there's not going to be too many quarterbacks unless you, unless there's a major slippage, Cuervo. And, and let me ask you something. We talk about guys, and you know who it's been really quiet around Cuervo as far as quarterbacks are concerned? Who's that cat out of uh, Louisville? Uh, Lamar Jackson. I, Lamar Jackson. I mean, ha, I mean, crickets are living around this guy Cuervo. Crickets. Well, he, I haven't heard jack he had, about him. He had a bad combine. I, I think that's that has a lot to do with why you're not really hearing much about him. His, his combine performance. Uh, I'm not. I mean, not all time low, but it, it was bad compared to the other big name quarterbacks that were there. Yes. Um mm-hmm. yeah, Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson did not do very well. So one I think people flip are, all the way down. I, I can see this happening, he, Cuervo. So, because the Jaguars you know don't know how to draft to save their life. So I if they if this guy slides all the way down there, this guy's gonna be a Jaguar. I guarantee it. I think honestly, Sonny, I I'll make a bold prediction right here right now. Today's March eighteenth. I think Lamar Jackson slips down to the second round. Wow. So even the Jaguars won't stab at him at 29. No, no, I I don't, I don't, I think they're, they, they've shown the commitment to Blake Bortles. Why would they go and draft a quarterback? Well, well, the the reason why Blake Bortles is an injury machine. You watch this guy next year. I, I, you know, I know they say you can't predict injuries. Okay. But, this is this is I go by experience, okay, with a Blake Bortles guy, okay. If you have, mm-hmm. if you're mediocre at best, and you have what some would consider a good year, because let by any stretch, Blake Bortles didn't have a great season last year, okay. But when guys who are you know mid market dudes like Blake Bortles are, and they have a halfway decent season next year, this guy gets hurt. Somehow this guy's going to get hurt, and they are not going to have – that's the reason why I think the Jaguars will go, and they will grab him up. And number one, it, it, because the, the Jaguars couldn't tell talent at the quarterback position to save their life. That's number one. Just look at their history in the last three or four you – know, the last uh, two or three quarterbacks. Not there. Last guy that was worth mm-hmm. a nickel was David Garrard. And guess what? If Jackson can put on about 20 or 30 more pounds – that's who you've got sitting right back there. They'll fall back into comfortability, and they'll pick up a David Garrard, um, put some pounds on him uh, in, as far as that is concerned, and grab that boy up out of um, out of uh, Louisville. I know it's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the guess. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to pick him, and he is going to be their number one pick. Now, they, they mm-hmm. have got a lot of other problems. They need a linebacker bad. They were, they, the, those short passes – over you know just over the top over the defensive line they need someone to defend that because they got burnt on that a lot last year Cuervo and obviously they need to protect the quarterback um, so I don't know Cuervo it just depends on who's running the ship over there if they do it right they will go linebacker first but something tells me because the Jaguars are who they are they're going to go out and do something stupid and that is uh picking up Jackson at the quarterback position. I, I almost I almost could write the book. I bet you it happens and then we can go back and say Sonny, you were right because I have a feeling you're right Cuervo. This guy's going to slide, but I don't know if he's going to slide enough unless there's another quarterback still available that also slides. 
um, uh, down that thing. So, But if the big ones are taking Cuervo, I have no doubt in my mind that I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to grab him up and and they're gonna they're gonna tout it as a, uh, as a competition. But hey, some more news. Mm-hmm. Hey, this was a this was a big one. Where about the Raiders? They let Michael Crabtree go. Crabtree gone gets a three year. $21 million deal, Cuervo. Um, so the Raiders say, uh, let Michael Crabtree go. This, I think this one, I think, you know, Crabtree wasn't the best in the world, Cuervo. I'll put it out there, but I think he was dependable. I think him and Carr had a good relationship. I think this is a big loss in reality for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, it is. And you can uh, make the argument Raven, that they the actually. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you. He, yeah, he, he went to Baltimore the Ravens. Ravens. Yes. Um, I mean, but you have to you have to sit here and you have to ask yourself. Well, letting Crabtree go, did they upgrade by getting Nelson, or is it a downgrade? Like, which one is it? So could you could you imagine with having Crabtree and Nelson on that team? I mean, it, it, it gives a lot of outlets in reality because they got the other guy on the other side, um, the other wide receiver. Yeah, Cooper. Um, Cooper. Cooper. So, yeah, Cooper, Crabtree, and Jordy Nelson. You want to talk about a one-two-three might be the best one-two-three in the NFL if you keep Crabtree. Because Crabtree, you can say whatever you want about him. He had, he had 618 yards, wasn't a great season, but he had eight touchdowns, though. He had eight touchdowns in 2016 as well. But he got more yards, and guess what? Just do it. Look mm-hmm. at it. Carr wasn't healthy last year. He was healthy the year before that. Um, so, um, oh man, I, I just, I, I just, I seen the potential when I heard about the Jordy Nelson, but then I didn't realize that Crabtree was already traded, so uh, or uh, picked up by the Ravens. So I was thinking of one, two, three with Cooper, Crabtree, and Jordy Nelson. Uh, they might have ran away with the AFC West in reality because it, I, I'm trying to figure out. Even last year, after that breakdown, that that oh my god! I remember I picked the Raiders to be in the Super Bowl. In fact, I actually I remember that to win the Super Bowl. Um, could you imagine if they had a Jordy Nelson on it? But they still didn't have a car. They so you're going to get a hundred percent car. That one two three punch would have been the best in the NFL. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, that, that whole situation, um, and, but you go back to it, Ryan Grant fails that, that physical. He signed a four-year, $29 million car, a contract. That goes down the hill as well, Cuervo. So it, it, great craziness there is going on in the NFL right now with the signings and a couple of them that were turned back because of health reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that is true. And, and there's another one, too, in Washington. Or, uh, you know, that doesn't pass the physical. And, and now the, the trade, or, or was it the trade oh, or the yeah. signing, whatever it was, is null and void. Yeah, who was that? Yeah, Ryan uh, Breland. Sean Breland. Oh, Breland, no, was, that's uh, right. Breland. Grant, yeah, Grant came from the Washington Redskins. That's right. So Yeah, so it makes you wonder what's what's up with the uh, strength and conditioning over there in Washington. Like, seriously. Oh, no, no. Ryan, what's Ryan when I'm reading, Ryan Grant's injury was off-season. This wasn't something that happened during uh, the season. That's the reason why gotcha. they said no-go. They didn't feel gotcha. good about it. And you know, you know what that means? He's a skateboarder or a motorcycler or something. 
he, he does some kind of risque thing, and they didn't want to pump the money in it. And the money was for right. the year $29 million, And of the $29 million, uh, uh, uh from what I read, that $17 million was uh, guaranteed. So they weren't, uh-huh. they weren't willing to risk why this guy – no one's talking about what he did off the field that got the injury. No one's saying anything. So that tells me he does something that's a little risque – too much so for them to say we'll go ahead and we'll grab him up. Uh, so that 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 was a very interesting story that happened out there. Um, and so I'm not sure if he's gonna if uh, Ryan Grant uh, will will be. I, I think he if since that trade didn't go through, I think he's still property in reality of the Redskins. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if he's under contract or not. No, he was a. He, that's right. He was a free agent. That's the reason why they picked him up. So, um, I don't know if the Redskins will pick him back up. I don't know uh, on that one. So that brings us Cuervo. Okay, we got a lot of talk, but we got to go back to some of the things that we talked about in the week before. In a couple weeks, we're talking about Seattle. We talked about what's going on, and Cuervo, we we hit the nail on the head like we always do. And I don't know what it is about us. Maybe we're just that good. But Sherman comes out. This is his quote. He says, I think they're kind of lost in their way. Sherman talking about the uh, Seattle Seahawks. He says, I think they're a lot, uh, kind of lost in their way a little bit on how they see players. Um, and that, that is really simple, Cuervo, because what has happened is they shift the momentum of guys getting paid on the defensive side of the ball over to the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball because you're seeing that defense being dismantled and they're like, we're not going to spend the money on there. We spent the money on there. And what has it, what has it gotten us in the last couple of years? Uh, a couple of, you know, we didn't make the playoffs last year. I don't think. Yeah, that's right. We didn't. Um, we barely made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So we talked about it. Once you're not winning, Things start to fall apart, and I, I just I think it's very interesting that you got a Richard Sherman, who first of all, you know, is a guy that I I hate this guy. I mean, I hate this guy. I, you know, his mouth does more talking than in my in my opinion that makes it worth what he does out on the football field. And I think that's the, the changing of the guard, the th- different thinking of what's going on in Seattle. But my question to you, Cuervo, is if that thinking is actually happening, how can you change the spirit of that locker room still with Pete Carroll as the head coach of this football team? That's my big question because, listen, Pete Carroll's all about that defense. Now, all of a sudden, he has to turn around and become offense. This guy's not known for that. I mean, in reality, Cuervo, you look at the guy's history, he's not known as some offensive guru that makes you uh, good. They need to surround themselves with somebody who can do the job and help Pete Carroll uh, get it done on the offensive side of the ball because that's obviously not going to be the main focal point of this football team anymore. No, no, it's not. And, you know, the only only problem I have with Richard Sherman – making comments is that it's so easy to do it after the fact. It's so easy yep. to, to trash talk your old team. You're not going to say those things when you're part of the team. See, cause, sure. Cause then, you know, people get, people get upset and they get their little feelings hurt. And I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the front office, uh, the front office of the Seattle Seahawks or the, the coaching staff of the Seattle Seahawks. 
mm-hmm. to me, it's just it's just it's a player expressing what he sees wrong with the team. Now, do you come out and are you supposed to do that publicly? No, uh, but I think that's the bigger issue that that uh, they would have had was him coming out publicly. Now, but again, I mean, it's just it's easy to it, it's funny how you know you wait until after the fact and then you want to trash talk him. It, it, to me, mm-hmm. it, feel, it feels more like he's just upset in the fact that they, they let him go, that they let him walk. So that, that's how I see it. Yeah, and, and you also got to remember, when this thing changed a little bit, you remember who they had as a defensive coordinator, Quavo. They had Ken Norton Jr. at one time, and that guy had some – I'm going to tell you, Richard Sherman and all those guys had some mad love to him. Then all of a sudden they get Chris Richard in there about – I think it was 2015 when he came on, and they got him from the uh, from the Raiders. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's where we began to – well, we go back to, you know, the, the handoff. You shouldn't have got – didn't give it to – to beast mode, but the change of defensive coordinator in reality in 2015 was a big hit on this team too. This team loved Ken Norton Jr. Of course, everybody does. I mean, the guy is is a proven player out on the football field for the 49ers for many years, so they respected his game. So when you respect the guy's game and he's a good coach, that's where your defense is. So when they changed the focus of defense to offense by giving that big contract to Russell Wilson, Cuervo, this threw a whole monkey wrench in what's going on in Seattle. And I saw it two years ago. I saw this thing happening, and I called it all the way for two years. People said, Sonny, you're nuts. Sonny, you're nuts. Guess what? It all came to fruition, and it's happening this year. Now the question is, is will um, – I think it's Brian Schottenheimer, who's the offensive coordinator. He's going to have to improve that offense somehow because – you, you need Russell Wilson to be able to deliver the ball. That means you need to be able to get him some kind of weapons. And frankly, you look on the offensive side of the ball, I, I don't think Baldwin is – I don't think he's great. I, I just don't. I know people like this guy, but I'm not a Baldwin fan. I think he's a number two, even possibly another uh, number three on other football teams, Cuervo. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he is. But, uh, I mean, he, he's he's – Doing very well for himself in Seattle, and then yes. I guess they continue to pay him uh, uh, what they're paying him. I don't think he's leaving Seattle, and I don't blame him. But that's you know that's remained to be seen whether they're going to keep him or or what. I think offensively, I think they like the direction that it's going, but they just wanted a defensive change. They wanted a, a culture change in right. reality. Um, I think that it's as they say, they wanted to get rid of the big mouths. And uh, yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah, and you know, I find it very interesting. You know, you, you got Richard Sherman doing a lot of talking. You know, he doesn't know what they're thinking. Why, I, maybe the question you might want to ask yourself, Richard Sherman, is how come they let you go? I mean, ha, have you thought about that at all? At, at all, Richard Sherman? In reality, be, because let's be honest. I mean, the guy is definitely known to be a big mouth, okay? Could maybe your mouth maybe led to a little bit of this? Maybe is it because you're questioning how come Russell Wilson got paid the most 
and they weren't put throwing money at guys on the defensive side of the ball, maybe your mouth is what got you in the situation where you're at. Listen, San Francisco got an upgrade without question. I'm not going to sit here and deny the guy's talent all day long, but maybe he has to maybe take a little bit of an examination on why he's not there. But one thing Seattle's got to do, Paul Richardson, not good enough. Doug Baldwin, not good enough. I like Tyler Lockett. I like his potential. But this guy's nothing to write home to mama about. They better get somebody that Russell Wilson can deliver the ball to on a consistent level or maybe grab up another wide receiver that they can insert and make them part of the offense. Because right now, they just lost their tight end, although they weren't really utilizing them in reality. So what are they going to do on the offensive side of the ball for Russell Wilson? They need some some weapons, Richardson, Baldwin, Lockett, and Johnson, and even to a point, Tanner Mc, uh, McVoy. This, these, these guys, no one knows who they are. They need some weapons, Cuervo, big time. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I mean, it's going to be – now, I mean, Seattle's another team. I mean, there's there's so many things that could happen, Sonny. I mean, we could see Seattle try and go after, a, you know, a guy in Calvin Ridley of Alabama that moved that high mm-hmm. in the draft. Um, we could see – there's a lot of teams. That's, Seattle, that's what is, where are they great. at in the draft, Cuervo? Do you know? Let me look here. Seattle, where are they at? Yeah, the I, um, I think there's somewhere in the They are teams. at 18. They're at 18. Yeah. And, and and I was going to say this anyway, because they've been losing offensive linemen. They, they, this is a team that has to go offensive line where vote in the draft. If they go anywhere else, they're in a lot of trouble. But you also understand that if you end up doing that, where are you going to be when you're set, in your second and third pick? You better go and get, get some weapons somewhere if there's anybody worth a nickel going after and. I don't know how many people are still open in free agency at the wide receiver position, but they better get a name. They better get someone that Russell Wilson can depend upon to deliver the ball. Well, yeah, I mean, they you know they lose Jimmy Graham as you as we mentioned earlier, and you know it's like how how do you I don't say how do you replace him, but who do you who do you get to to you know to have as another target? For Russ, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's. But you know what though? You know what though? At the end of the day, Sonny, that's not even Seattle's biggest problem. Did you did you realize how bad the offensive line is for Seattle? Yeah, that's their I biggest mean, if you problem. Sat, without question, if you sat and you watched a game, a Seahawks game, I mean, the minute the second Russell Wilson snapped the ball, he knew he was in trouble. He was Absolutely. running for his life. I mean that offensive line is so bad, and and we talked about it three years ago when yep actually they started losing them three yeah they started about, losing them. Well, I mean the trade for Jimmy Graham three years ago when mm-hmm. uh, they gave up their their Pro Bowl center Max Unger, that's what started it. Once they yep. did that trade, that's when it started to become, you know, the down the domino effect, the downhill. Snowball and, and 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 I think we talked about it. and We were like, yeah, this move is going to be bad because that's that's the start of breaking an offensive line up that got you to to a Super Bowl and won you a Super Bowl, helped you win. That's the reason why Russell Kong could not be re- be healthy all year, Cuervo. When they lost him, Okung started getting hurt because he had to do more work. Then Carpenter got hurt. 
Those were three guys in the in the first run that they drafted, and they and the Seattle Seahawks did exactly what the Dallas Cowboys Man, did. Okay, they got their guys, and guess what? Now they're in a lot of trouble because they didn't address it in the draft in the first two rounds. In reality, to keep it up, that's what happened. Well, I mean, regardless, I mean, I mean, you know, all that stuff that happened. Now you look at the state of the Seattle Seahawks, and you know that that's right there. It shows you that it's extremely important to have if you're going to have a, a big time quarterback like the Seahawks do with Russell Wilson, you better have somebody watching his back, or else absolutely, or else you're just going to put him in trouble, and, and that never spells. A good thing. It's always yep. it's always going to be a. I mean, you're just not going to be successful. Tim you know, says I mean, the Green best Bay wide receiver on the board right now is Jeremy Macklin, which Sonny's got mad. I got mad love for Jeremy Macklin. I think this guy needs to needs to be on a football team making big bucks. I think he's so underrated in the NFL. If this guy could, the problem is he gets hurt. But even when he comes back, he he produces after he gets hurt amazing so that that's one of the reasons why they might not go that way it's i hate to say this but it gets cold up in seattle man when you're an injury prone dude you don't want cold you want warm and those guys usually go down south Corvo to try to stay healthy yeah they do they do and and, you know that that's that's obviously a big thing too but um yeah i gotta fix that old line problem it's it's I mean, Green Bay is the exception. I mean, when you have a guy, exceptional quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you might be able to get away with a lack of offensive line a little bit more. Yes. Um, but uh, Russell Wilson can't make They do. The, yeah, he doesn't – he cannot make the throws that Aaron Rodgers does. And that's the only yep. reason why – you know, that's the difference. That's the only difference between those two teams because – Wilson had the arm that Rodgers had. Well, first of all, I, I mean, he'd be considered one of the better, probably top three in the league. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson would be. But regardless, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about the offensive line issue as much because, you know, you have a guy that can escape from the pocket and get out of trouble. And, you know, you can mask some of the deficiencies if you will, that the that the Seahawks have, but that's just not the case. Yep. And plus, they never can stay healthy at the running back position. Thomas Rawls was down a couple times this year. Mike Davis, yeah, he's kind of green, but he might have them. But Eddie Lacy, that was a bust. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of things that, that is going on in Seattle. If their changes, you know, get it on the offensive side, they better make up for some inequity. Uh, that they have on the offensive side of the ball because that's a problem. Now, you mentioned the Packers, Cuervo, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, this one, this one, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, and the reason why I don't get it, you might as well have just kept your quarterback hot uh, back up. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, he's a Packer now, Cuervo. I, I yeah. Mean, what the hell? You want to talk about two contrasting uh, quarterback styles, Aaron Rodgers and Kaiser. Are we serious? I mean, what the? Ha- I mean, this goes back to what the hell are they thinking up in Green Bay? This is not the guy that fits your mold at what you do. 
on the offensive side of the ball. Not even close. Yeah, you know, that, that one that one kinda had me scratching my head too because I mean I mean I know Brett Hundley wasn't the greatest when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, but was he really that bad to where it's like you know, we're gonna trade yeah, go we're get gonna trade for Kaiser. a guy. Yeah, we gotta go get Deshaun Kaiser of all of all quarterbacks. Um <laughs> to me it just that was a really I mean Granted, as a Bears fan, I love the move because it makes no sense. But of course, yeah. You know, if you're <laughs> if, if you're a Packer fan, you're kind of like, uh, what? The hell is what? That? Yeah. What is what? <laughs> like, can can we talk? But you know, I mean, that's yeah. that's, that's what oh. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk? Yeah, Green Bay Packers are wanting to know what's going on. You know, I I get it. It, it does. It, you that that might have been. Okay, there's been some crazy stuff going on. This might have been the stupidest move. I mean, there's crazy stuff. This is dumb. This guy doesn't fit the mold of what's going on in Green Bay. It's not even close. It doesn't even make any sense. You go back to, hey, if you're going to make a move, make sense. Hey, like you said, the guy they had his back up, okay, he wasn't that great. But you can have an opportunity to mold that guy. You bring in Kaiser, you're changing the offense. It doesn't make any sense. And, and that's the reason why we sit here and, and say why that, that doesn't make any sense. So they're they're in a lot of trouble. I, if Aaron Rodgers goes down again, just like they were this year, I would have I would have kept the kid and molded him to be a little bit better. But you know, we talk about Super Bowls, we talk about things that happen. But guess what? Malcolm Butler has a new home. Malcolm Butler is now a Tennessee Titan. I'm going to tell you right now, Cuervo. Let's just take away – let's just forget the Super Bowl, okay? Let's just mm-hmm. forget the Super Bowl. And th- yep. that's ancient history. This right here mm-hmm. might have been the best move out of all these things. And, I, and by the way, I, I, frankly, I don't feel sorry for Malcolm Butler. I don't. I don't give a rat's cat ass whether or not he played in the Super Bowl or not. He did something to piss off the wrong person, and that's what happened. That's the ultimate thing that happened. He pissed off Bill Belichick. And you just don't do that. Whatever the case may be, I don't care. But Tennessee, you want to talk about a major upgrade? And I'm going to tell you right now, Tennessee right now is the favorite to win the AFC South right now, Cuervo. And that's even above the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost too much. They shouldn't let Robinson go. That was a huge loss. This move right there. I think right as of right now, they're my they're my uh, front leaders right there in the AFC South. Wow, I mean, I know it was a big move. You you really you think so? I mean, I think so. They've given up. You're you're talking about a team that was given up one, and I I've seen the stat. It it flashed across the uh, NFL channel when I was watching it last week. Um, you're talking about a team that was the uh, third highest team giving up in between six and 12 yards. Malcolm Butler shuts that crap down. That's the, and that, you, you, when you're that, when you're number three at giving up yards, you need, you need to plug that. So when you plug that, 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 that makes, that makes second that second down long or third down and long. 
because obviously the, the, those plays are being ran on first and second down to get some quick yards and see what they can do on second and third down. So if you plug that hole, that's where Malcolm Butler comes in. I think that he's one of the best at that position right there to prevent that kind of thing. You're on mute there, Cuervo. Sorry about that, Sonny. I was on mute. I was talking to myself and, and pretty entertaining, yeah. but um, yeah, did you convince yourself? <laughs> I did. I did. I think I'm going to go buy that new car now. No, I'm joking. But, yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> no, I mean, I, maybe you think higher of me, uh, of Malcolm Butler than I do, because I honestly don't see what the big deal about him is. He's undersized. I, I don't either. Short, uh, but I don't see what's so special about him. And, that, and I think that's the Patriots, like I said earlier. I think that was the Patriots mentality, too, is like, you know, you can't live off of that one play in the Super Bowl forever. So That's true. demand all this money, uh, there's the door. Thanks for everything, but uh, we're going to move on now. Like that, Cuervo, that door that, was shut the night before the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, something happened the night before the Super Bowl because you're not going. You're you're not sitting two weeks in practice, Cuervo, with Malcolm Butler busting his ass in practice, which was the story. He did something the night before to piss Bill Belichick off. For him not to tell him. So, but but I agree with you. I don't see why everybody likes the guy. But if you're the Tennessee Titan, it, it's not necessarily the fact that this guy is, you know, you know what what do you want to call it? You know, a shutdown. But it's definitely improvement for for the Tennessee Titans. I I agree with you. I don't have a lot of love or um, thinking that he's the best thing to come along since Fruit Punch. Um, you know, or sliced bread, uh, but it definitely fills a hole that the Tennessee Titans have. Yeah, and I'm sure it does. And you know, congrats to them. I'm, I mean, him and Adoree Jackson are going to be a pretty good tandem uh, next to each other. But me personally, I mean, I just, I if I was running an NFL franchise, Malcolm Butler would not be on my list of of guys that I'm going to go try and sign that yeah. that's just me though. That's yeah. just me. I'm not, I'm not pursuing him in free agency. Uh, if a trade came up and it, it, you know, it worked out and I wind up getting, Hey, okay, fine. But I'm not going to actively seek him out. That's just me though. What was the money? What was the money? Do you remember? I, I can look it up real quick. Malcolm, it's about you, five you, years and 60 some odd mil, I think. Okay, Malcolm Butler contract. We'll get the, we'll get that. I I didn't even look at. I mean, it, it, it's a good signing, but it, you also got to keep it here. It is five years, sixty one point two million dollars. This includes ten million dollar signing bonus and thirty million. So they they signed him for forty for forty million Cuervo. So they're dedicated to him in reality and for three years and maybe four. Uh, I don't know. I think that I think that's a little high, Cuervo. I I I think I'm with you. That's a little high. Even even if he does stuff a hole that they have, which they have there, um, that that's a that's a well, what do you say? <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's not one of those old 1970 drain stoppers. 
you know, they, you got one of those new and improved mm-hmm. ones, evidently, that you paid a lot of money for. Uh, it, I, uh, it, now that I look at it, that's a lot of money to be to, to be putting on this guy. I think I'm right there with Cuervo. Um, too much money for, for the guy. Now, Cuervo, I've been waiting to talk about this. And I'm going to put out a bold prediction. I like the Buffalo Bills this year. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Patriots. And, and heck, maybe they will. I don't know. But I like the Buffalo Bills. They go out and get A.J. McCarron. And, by the way, um, this might be the right move at the quarterback position. Tyrod Taylor gone. And I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I've only seen a little bit of A.J. McCarron, but I already know he's ten times better than him. And, you know, Tyrod Taylor took his team to the playoffs. So I, I I have no doubt that we're going to be talking about the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs next year, Cuervo. This is a huge – I'm not not a little bit better. This is a big-time better position at the quarterback position for the Buffalo Bills. Now, I'm not saying that he's the gold standard, but I think out of all the guys that were available, everybody was sleeping on A.J. McCarron. Oh, I mean, yeah, and, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you that, uh, you know, when he came out of the draft, I, I, I said once he gets the opportunity, he's going to be the best quarterback from that draft class. He's going to be the best one. And I think that uh, now he's going to get the opportunity to show that. And on good team, too. Yeah, so that that's – that's how I see it, Sonny. Is I think he's going to show that he's the best quarterback that came out of that draft class. And um, honestly, I'm I'm going to be rooting for him. I, I hope he plays well up in Buffalo. Uh, Me too. The only problem, the only question I have is is his arm strong enough to fight the the Buffalo weather off? That's my only question. Uh, other than that, I mean, I think he's going to do just fine. I don't think he's going to be a guy that make too many mistakes. I don't think he's going to throw away too many games. Will it happen? I mean, he's going to make mistakes. Okay, there's no of doubt course. about that. Uh, but do I think they're going to be mistakes that, uh, you know, cost him his job? No, I don't think he's that bad. But he's going he's gonna to definitely, you know, here and there, he'll make a mistake or two. But overall, I think he's going to do fine. Hey, Cuervo, you talking about that draft class? Guess who was – well, let's talk about it. Who was drafted at the quarterback position in that, in that draft class back in 2014? Well, one Blake Bortles. I, I, think he's, I think he's definitely better than Blake Bortles without question. Um, then Johnny Manziel. I mean, so you're, you're looking at those those positions. Those were the first take, two taken in. Um, let me let me just make sure. That, yeah, that okay. This is going. I, I just want to make sure it's going in order um, because I don't want to uh, get lost. But the the wide the uh, the quarterback position. Let me hit this one button right here. There we go. So uh, Blake Bortles was uh, was one, and then. Um, Johnny Menzel, then Teddy Bridgewater might be the only one that might, but Derek Carr, he's had an opportunity to play. Um, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Logan Thomas, Tom Savage, uh, Aaron Murray. 
and those guys were all picked before A.J. McCarron at number 164. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, some of those names that you just mentioned, it's, it's mind-blowing that they got yeah. taken ahead of A.J. McCarron, who, by the way, won, was it one or two national championships and made one of the biggest plays in one of the biggest games uh, yes. uh, in, Iron, in Iron Bowl history. History. Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, I guess A.J. McCarron is just some small-time dude, you know. Yeah, and plus he's got the hottest wife ever. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Brent, Mus- Brent, Brent Musburger got suspended because he thought she was so hot. And uh, so, you know, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was one of the big things as, as far as that was concerned. Some other quick news is we only got nine minutes. Danny Woodhead, he goes ahead and retires. It. Um, uh, he is the wide receiver for the Ravens, 10 season there. How about the Eagles picking up Nada for $3 million bucks, Cuervo? You want to talk – Cuervo, the Lions, had not, the Lions matched it. He said no. So the Eagles get Nada. I mean, is he a little bit too old? You know, you know. I mean, I didn't think it was that big because of his age. I thought maybe. So, but is is that a big move? Maybe I don't know. I think it just it adds depth to what the Eagles want, and that's you know be big up front. Um, because I don't you know, think they, he's they be get a starter. Do you? Mm, probably not. I mean, they have Fletcher Cox. They also, uh, you know, they uh, also have, uh, who was it? The other? I thought they signed someone stout. else, too. It is. It's extremely stout. Um, you know, uh, I mean, the Brandon Graham, um, Fletcher Cox, it, it, it's pretty It's pretty stacked up front. I mean, the front seven is good, so... Um, yeah, but I think it's just it's 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 a matter of rotating guys in and out, and that's what Eagle fans, who are friends of mine, have told me is that their 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 motto is is always having a fresh guy on the field. So yeah. when you add a guy like a Holodi Nada, that gives Fletcher Cox a nice break, uh, so that way he's not playing you know fifty snaps a game and just yeah. all winded all the time. You know, yeah, that guy. Yeah, pretty much. Big time. So, exactly. But, uh, so I think that's that's really the, the the reason, the big reason behind it. Now, uh, just a couple of things here before we're out. Uh, Saints owner uh, Tom Benson passed away uh, this week. Uh, he also, if I'm not mistaken, didn't doesn't he own a basketball team? I forget. Uh, the Horn- yeah, he owned, he owned the Pelicans. The Hornets? Oh, the Pelicans. Yeah. So yeah. New Orleans. Uh, so he passed. New Orleans yeah. Team. So, yeah, both both New Orleans, yeah the Pelicans. Oh, oh man, I, I still hate that name. Um, and what else happened? Oh, Memphis snapped a 19 game losing streak in the NBA. Where well, um, you know, yeah, I don't know. Is that news? I mean, does anybody care? Maybe. I mean, it, that that sucks for them because I I thought Memphis, you know. I, when they fired their coach Cuervo, I think it was last year or maybe the year before that. I think that that was the beginning down down downward spiral. I forget that guy's name. Um, he he kind of reminds me of Stephen A. Smith in reality. Um, the guy um, that Grizzlies uh, fired as their coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? Um, what's that I can't think of his the name. The guy with the glasses. Is it Gentry? 
the guy with the glasses. Um, uh, crap, that's gonna drive me nuts, Cuervo. Um, I can help you. I'm, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, hold on, Grizzlies uh, head coach fired. Good thing about uh, about um, Google. Um, it gets you pretty much everything that's on there. So here we go. Let's see if we get anything on this. Uh, David Fizdale. David Fizdale. Um, he reminds I mean, not that he looks too much by, like uh, Stephen A. Smith, but his demeanor kind of reminds me of Stephen A. Smith. So, um, but, yeah, since since the firing of that guy, um, th- that, that was – uh, huge. Uh, they fired him back in November 2017. Um, so I, I think that was a big, big time uh, firing um, because I think he was like that glue that held them together in reality. Now, listen, I don't know. Listen, I can't even name anybody's name on the Grizzlies because I don't study him very much in reality. I'm watching a lot of basketball, but I'm watching more college more so than NBA, but I'm watching some NBA, but I'm not watching the Grizzlies because mm-hmm. they're so bad they're not on TV. So, um, you know, so, <laughs> right. But uh, they fired uh, Fisdale after they went seven and twelve. That part I remember, and I remember everybody being up in arms about it. Charles Barkley was up in arms about it. Even LeBron James was uh, not very keen about the idea, um, you know, uh, with Fisdale getting fired in reality. So, uh, J uh, J B Bickerstaff is the one that uh, stepped in for him. So. But uh, yeah, so they break the they break a 19 game losing streak. Hey, congratulations! Not not, not a 20 game losing streak. That's the way to go. Good stuff. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Congratulations, good job, bro. guys. Hey, 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 Cuervo. We covered a bunch of stuff. Is there anything I missed? I mean, sometimes it gets you know it, it, it gets you know sometimes it slaps me right in the face. I missed something that happened or you know within this week, you know. Because uh, I'll go back and I'll think, oh man, we should have talked about that before we before we moved away from it, and uh, we didn't. But I think I think I got all of it. I think I think I grabbed everything that was going on here. Um, so uh, it, it's they're kind of rolling through here. Um, well, I don't mind missing that. Oh, th- there was one thing. Um, uh, Andy Reid. It says the anthem. Uh, um, wait. wait. This right here. Let me hit this button because I, I thought this was an interesting story that came out. The San Francisco 49er Eric Reed, he says that uh, he's uh, unsigned within three days of free agency. Now, granted, this guy's a little bit, you know, pumped. He wants to be signed, but he th- he he's come out and says he thinks that the fact that he protests is the reason why he's not getting signed. You know, how about this? Really, can we can we just can we just say it? Why does it have to be about if you if you kneeled, okay? And every why does it have to be because of that? Maybe you're just not good enough. I mean, because I'm at the point where Colin Kaepernick, I, I, this guy can't play play the game right now. I mean, he's missed way too much time right now, Cuervo. Um, and how about Eric Reed? Maybe you're just not good enough to be signed within the first three days of the uh, uh, of the. Um, free agency frenzy. Maybe you're just not good enough to get the big money that's being thrown around right now. How about that? Could it be that Cuervo? It could be, uh, but, you know, nobody wants to, uh, to go down that route the, using the logical football reason. They want to use, you know, race another and every other reason. Yeah, an excuse. So that's, uh, you know, that's just the way – 
It is now. No, nothing's ever because of on the field. It's got to be off the field reasons. So pretty silly, but you know, whatever. Um, I, I, I don't know. He's still a pretty young dude. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if it's just, he just sucks, but yeah, that's he's what not I doing think. very well. I, how about how about that's what I think? Maybe you suck, and you know, so you know that's maybe that's the reason why. Maybe you suck enough to where they don't want to pay you that much money. So you know, you're in that situation. Right. So um, right, you know, it ends up being what it is. So well, Cuervo, we did we co- we covered a lot. We'll do the same thing next Sunday as we continue our Sunday morning tradition. It's that being said, Cuervo, good day and good stuff here today. What do you got planned for the rest of the day? Uh, well, we're going to have some friends over here in a couple hours to uh, put some meat on the grill. So we're going to do that Ooh. and uh, just enjoy the rest of our Sunday. What's your address? So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch with the Sports Show. Join us next week. Um, time is still up in the air. It'll probably be around this time uh, because I'll probably be indulging in indoor football and getting home more late all that good stuff. So we're looking about a noon start next week, if that works for you, Cuervo. That does work for me, Sonny. That that sounds good. I will talk to you sooner. All right. And there was the music loud for some reason. I don't know why that happened. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate it. We're out of here, everybody. Have yourself a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you ready? Hey, thank you. Tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the mess.